It's Tuesday, May 4th, 2021, and this is the People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior! America! Steak. For breakfast! So stand by! This episode of the show, as always, is brought to you by... Man Rubs, visit manrubs.com, use the code STEAK15 for 15% off anything in their store. Um, they're one of our first sponsors, so give them some love. Uh, follow them on social media, they're on pretty much everything. Um, t-shirts, coffee mugs, all the barbecue stuff you need to get ready for barbecue season. Mm. That's manrubs.com, STEAK15 at checkout. And as always, buy Stay Ready Gear USA. Visit StayReadyGear.com if you're into guns, which you should be. And if you're into everyday carry stuff, they have everything you could ever want. They have t-shirts, hats, tourniquet holders, um, all sorts of different varieties of concealed carry holsters. If you're in law enforcement, they have some great stuff for your work gear. Um, Hit them up. Again, that's StayReadyGear.com. Dot com and the code for them is steak and you can save five percent off anything in their store nice odyssey some of the world's most technologically advanced headphones good stuff they're extremely comfortable come in wireless fashion i like it and uh overall quality sound recording equipment you can find them over at odyssey.com they're one of our newer sponsors to the show how do you spell that that is a uh a u d E-Z-E.com. Got it. Thank you. North of 400 million. What? That number mean anything to you guys? I don't know. You tell me. The amount of firearms that are currently <laughs> registered in the United States right now? Got them. The second amendment here is constantly under fire, now more than ever. Yeah. And there's a one-stop shop to get all of those firearms needs met. Mike, down at West Coast Survival Arm, who's been servicing Southern California for more than a decade. He's got a five-star rating. He's a licensed FFL, and Mike's always a pleasure to work with. Guns, ammo, cleaning kits, slangs, you name it, Guns. Mike's got it. Mike, if you're listening, I need some 308. Does he have ammo right now? He does. Nice. Mike always has ammo. If you can't have it, he'll get it. Um, and then the tactical flare to complement that gear that you're wearing, Mediocre Medic and Dumpbox, two of the largest websites that promote T-shirts, patches, stickers, sweatshirts, flags, and more. Tactical flair. Coronavirus veteran flag in the lab. We got some dump box patches and mediocre medic stickers on the wall. I'm wearing my coronavirus veteran T-shirt. Patches are pinned on the bag over there. We're set up. Um, MediocreMedic.com and DumpBox.us for all of those tactical gear needs. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the... Steak for Breakfast podcast, episode 38. 38? Uh, yeah, we're getting up there. Damn, boy. 
It's a thick ass podcast. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> I'm Roan. No. And as always, joined by I'm Nick. And no. we already said no, but we're also <laughs> I jumped the gun. Yeah, joined today by two lovely ladies who are fans of the show and part of our listenership base in addition to having their own podcast festivities. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Yeah. I mean, I'll go ahead. Yeah, sorry, Kyle. I'm jumping in straight away. Um, I'm Ray, and I am from the UK, but I'm still a patriot for uh, you guys. And, I like it. We like it. You know, your little sidekick over here, Tiny Island. Um, I'm the, I don't like to use the word founder because it's not really that cool, but I host QTARDS FM. Okay. Um, and it's a fairly new podcast. Um, very informative, and- very in depth. Yeah, we talk about lots of different things, um, and Cota is definitely one of the main, the main guests on the show. Uh-huh. So, yeah, she's amazing. Love you. Yeah, so I'm I'm Dakota or Coda, whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah, uh, just St. Augustine Patriot, Florida. Um, really bad at introductions. I apologize, but uh, I've been involved with like the Three Percenters and the Proud Boys down here for about a year now. And um, yeah, just just bring in the bring in the spunk, you know. I don't know. <laughs> well, it sounds like you guys are both fans of freedom. And where? Oh, hell yeah! Where better to start than Florida? And we'll go kicking off today's show with COVID Roundup, our least favorite segment. Me. <laughs> Except when we have audio from Big Dick Ron DeSantis which we did yesterday when he signed some executive orders opening up the state of Florida. So before we get right into commentary, let's hear what what Ron Dick Island had to say. So sign an executive order pursuant to that bill, uh, invalidating all remaining local emergency COVID orders effective on July 1st. Uh, But then to bridge the gap between then and now, I'm gonna suspend uh, under my executive power the local uh, emergency orders um, as it relates to COVID. Um, I think that's the evidence-based thing to do. I think the fact I think I think folks that are saying that they need to be policing people at this point, if you're saying that, you really are saying you don't believe in the vaccines. Got you don't believe in the data. You don't believe in the science. Uh, we've embraced the vaccines. We've embraced the science on it. Uh, the data, uh, I've said, has been good from the beginning in terms of clinical trials. It's even better in real life. And so uh, it's available. We want everyone to get it. And if you get it, just know that um, the reason you get it is because we want to be able to have people uh, enjoy themselves and, and live live freely in the state of Florida. So, And, and that was kind of the uh, a majority of what he had to say yesterday in regards to that. What do you guys think? I mean, he's kind of been the gold standard. Um, I'm going to give him the same little bit of leeway that we give Trump on this show in regards to the vaccines, the rollout, and all the other bullshit. He knows, at the end of the day, what the federal government is going to try to enforce, the CDC, the World Health Organization, and things like that, is going to happen one way or another, whether you want it like California or you want it like Florida or even the U.K., which, which like is another Florida. terrible example of, of ridiculous lockdowns and, and the destruction of small business in the middle class, all in conjunction with that NWO narrative. Okay? 
So he knows, has to get it out there as fast and as quickly possible, air quoting, trusting the science, getting it done. Florida's flourishing, and the states that have not, aren't. So what do you guys feel in regards to him just saying, I know he dated a lot of these things, I think, by July 1st, but some of the other things he signed yesterday were effective immediately. Mask mandates and uh, building sizes and things like that. I know you're over it, Nick. I just... (laughs) The look on your face is priceless. I just get... um, It's just frustrating. I mean, we we talk about this Uh every week, but it's frustrating how we let this whole thing get so out of control that... I mean, when you think about the bigger picture two years ago when Trump was still in office before coronavirus, our country was headed in such a great direction. And it seems like coronavirus was literally the wrench in the relationship so to speak and now i mean we went from a curfew here that nobody really abided by but the people still like half the population still believed in you know and then from that you trickle down to all the events that have taken place in this past couple years now we're talking about surrendering guns and not being able to eat like red meat and there's so many things that people, the argument to resist this whole thing, I mean, it's evident now why people have been so against giving the government an inch. Because look at in the past two months, how much like uh, dictatorship has taken place. No, they're moving the goalposts every chance they get. Yep. Yeah, and that's the scary part. So like, I mean, to this point, coronavirus is like the least of my worries. Like I, I, I if I have to wear a mask in public, I, whatever, it doesn't bother me anymore because I'm used to it. Do I want to do it? No. Am I going to get the vaccine? Absolutely not. What I'm worried about is a bigger picture because these people that have surrendered to get the vaccine and are still wearing the mask and they believe everything the government's telling them, those are the same people that the government's telling them, hey, we shouldn't have citizens with guns. And they're going to go, yeah, okay, that's true. You know, if we ban red meat and give you fake meat, then... That's good for the environment. These people don't do their research. That's just gross. All right. You can't give them an inch. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. One thing I, I noticed that you just said was, you know, I don't mind wearing a mask because I'm used to it or whatever. That's for, for me and a lot of people down here in Florida. It's we are so pissed off with wearing a mask that it's like, no, fuck you. Fuck your mask. I'm not wearing this shit. It's not happening. Yeah. I hope I can cuss on this podcast, but oh, when you when you give them <laughs> fuck yeah, good. when you give them an inch, they're just going to go more and more. Well, oh, now the public is used to it, and you, yeah. you just can't give an inch. Well, that's the frustrating part. And even in California, we we were talking to some of the other guys from other shows, and they're like, "Oh, we don't wear masks in public." And I'm like, "I wish California. Could, I mean, you literally can't go anywhere in public without one here. Except like, my, there's no stores mm-hmm. that are letting you. Except my gym. Yeah, my gym too. Actually, both my gyms. Um, you have to have it on your chin and mine. I, I had my first. I don't really care, but like as far as going grocery shopping, there's like I would love to fight the good fight, but we would just starve to death because you, there's literally not a store in California that would allow you to enter without a mask on. And there's even some stores oh. now like that you can't even wear gaiters, like the neck. What? Yeah. They're actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was out there a week ago. Yeah. And that's exactly how they were, and it was awful. The only place I couldn't, I, I didn't have to wear one was like the smoke shop, but you know, there's like two people inside. I've seen people, shit. I've seen people wearing just like the the clear plexiglass, like fucking Shield. welding hood thing. I, I've oh, seen like, somebody wearing a motorcycle helmet. Yeah. No, but it's like, what is the difference of having a piece of plexiglass six inches from my face, and me not wearing a mask, to 
me just not wearing a mask and being a fucking adult and sneezing into my arm or cough with my fucking hand over my mouth. Like, what's the difference? There isn't one. That uh, was a rhetorical mm-hmm. question. Yeah, so in regards to the virus, like, I think it's people that are not brainwashed are so over it. And it's the, the frustrating part is, like, nothing has changed since the vaccine came out. In California, at least. Like, people are like, oh, once the vaccine comes out, then, like, things are going to open up more rapidly. And it's like, things were already opened up before the vaccine came out. Okay, Disneyland opened. Who cares? I'm not going to go back to Disneyland because you have to take out a second mortgage just to take your kids there. But the scary part for me is, like, I feel like coronavirus was a test for... To see what people would put up with. Yeah, and to see how far they can push people. And people literally just obeyed all this crap. And now, I mean... the gun controls like where that's freaking me out because there's a whole big population in this country who is like super for that. And then, you know, coincidentally, since Biden's been in office, all these mass shootings happen once a week and it's like four people here, seven people there. And you're like, boring. Yeah. And it's like, what what is going on to where we're having, I mean, they're not even, this is kind of insensitive to say, but they're not even mass shootings. You know, it's like four or five people here, four or five people there, and, and it sucks to kind of put it that way. But it's just uh, that's what's worrisome is like the literal brainwashing and the sheep mode that people have gotten into. And then like almost the radicalization of that where people are yelling at you in public if your mask isn't on. Yeah. And people are like driving around in their car with their mask on where you have circulated air and you're by yourself and you're like. Did you see the one with the guy that had the masks like stapled to his dashboard over his AC vents? <laughs> yeah, it's I did see that. amazing. I keep getting flipped off by people I take pictures of in their cars. <laughs> they always seem to catch me at the last minute, right, when I'm taking the picture of them sitting at a traffic light by themselves with multiple masks on. And it's just, it's a shame, the brainwashing ever, of people. Did you ever make the kill yourself sign? <sighs> no, well, both times, consequently, I had my son with me, so oh, I yeah. didn't want to take it to the next level. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in, in a surprise announcement yesterday though and in congruence with big dick ron's statements um the states of new york new jersey and connecticut announced that they will be opening up on may 19th almost a full month before california wait we're opening well june 15th is the uh is the deadline for anywhere between 65 and 70 percent of the state vaccinated so right now we're in the high 60s for one and mid 50s for mid or high 60s for two shots and mid 50s for one. So what level do we have to get to before people start leaving us alone for not wanting to get it? 65 to 70 percent. But, but they won't. They're still going to go. There's all those, not enough people. All those sheep out there get it. Well, 40 percent of the people that got the first shot aren't getting the second one because due to adverse side effects. So. Yeah. Weird. That's, that's a thing. I actually know a guy. He's just like he's like, yeah, I got the first one. I'm not getting the second one. This is fucking weird. He's like, I wish I hadn't gotten the first one. I'm like, well, now oh, it's too late. Yeah. You got the first oh. one. But due to optics and and trying to look, and even stand in the basking light of Dick Ron, I have some audio from that announcement to the tri-state area. There was one thing lacking in the announcement yesterday, and I want you guys to see if you could figure it out. New York is well on its way to reopening. Governor Andrew Cuomo announced that a majority of capacity limits will be lifted in the tri-state area by May 19th. 
Governor Cuomo worked with New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy and Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont for a regionally coordinated reopening. We live in a tri-state area. A society even. Uh, New York shouldn't be a competitor or an encumbrance to New Jersey or to Connecticut. New York and New Jersey will completely lift capacity limits for bars, restaurants, hair salons, gyms, offices, retail stores, museums, entertainment centers, and others. Although capacity limits will be lifted, businesses will still have to enforce the six-foot social distancing rule. The exception to this is events that require a negative COVID test or proof of vaccination. It's a smart reopening. It's a measured reopening. It's a phased reopening. But we are point, at a point now where we are going to take a major step forward in reopening. In New York State, there will be slightly different rules. Outdoor food and beverage curfew will be lifted May 17th. Indoor food and beverage curfew will be lifted May 31st. Large-scale indoor venue capacity increases to 30%. And large-scale outdoor venue capacity increases to 33% on May 19th. Proof of vaccination or recent negative tests will still be required. We're still working with New York, New Jersey, uh, Connecticut on a joint protocol that would allow us to go higher with a testing or vaccinated higher. caveat. Reporting from Utica, I'm Karina Gary, Eyewitness News. His voice is so annoying. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it almost makes me ashamed to be Italian. So I don't know if you guys know this. Before we get into if you noticed anything missing. Number one, party tits. Yeah. He has nipple rings. Yep. We've all seen them. Yep. For the most part, the white polo, the sweat, the rings. He's got door knockers. so cringy. They're gross. They they were trying to explain that away, saying that it was tape and the it was sweaty, so the tape was bunching up around the old well, nips. Well, you have tape wrong. On your well, because he didn't want to yeah. have hard nips. He had fucking white door knockers on. Wear yeah. a wife beater under your shirt. It's okay, problem th- solved. That's yeah, are you Italian or not? So he's, he's, right. he's, a, war, he's a war criminal, right? New York has accounted for almost 16,000 nursing home deaths, number one in the nation. Um, I don't know if you guys knew this also. For the last couple weeks, he's been leading the national COVID web meeting. I think it's weekly with all the other governors on Zoom. Do they wear wear masks to the meeting? All 50 people on a Zoom call? Well, Well, minus two really important people. The one retard who's currently occupying the White House and his uh, retarded vice president. His trusty sidekick. Dusty sidekick. Um, (laughs) There was something that made it to Twitter, though, yesterday that didn't necessarily make it onto that soft rollout announcement. And it was probably one of the most cringeworthy. Um, That says a lot. Yeah, coming from Andrew Cuomo. So cringeworthy uh, comments that he's probably made over the course of all of this scandal he's got going on in regards to the nursing home stuff. So I want to play that audio for you. And I'm not joking. It's pretty bad. Listen to this. You will get a long-haul syndrome that we're not really sure what it is yet, but a lingering consequence of COVID. Or maybe you go home and kiss your grandmother and wind up killing your grandmother. <laughs> yeah, that that was actually something that he said yesterday. 
He said if you don't get the vaccine You're or literally killing people. follow COVID procedures, you might carry it home and kill your elderly family member. Like After he literally spent <laughs> an entire year killing everyone's elderly family members. Yeah, I think I would, uh, if I was him, I'd kind of stay away from that particular demographic in my examples. Well, you are talking about the 70-year-old man with nipple rings, though. True. Who can't keep his hands off of anybody. And wants people to eat the sausage. Eat the sausage. So eat the whole sausage. Right. <laughs> so, Ray, we, we've kind of covered everything coast-to-coast coast here in regards to all the COVID bullshit that's going on in the States. What is the climate right now in the UK in regards to everything COVID-related from... The issues you guys are having with the jab to reopenings, if anything's going on in regards to that. So I just want to touch on something that I wanted to mention before. But I was just like waiting for the moment. And um, do it. what you guys might not know is that we have been given a lot of money. Small business has been given a lot of money. Okay. Of the lockdown. So, and I hate talking about it because obviously you guys have only got scraps not even scraps, I mean, basically like negative money. Um, but for example, so my mom has a shop, uh, just a, a small shop in the town that we live in. She had her first grant, which was a, you don't have to pay it back, um, 10,000 pounds. Oh, wow. Um, to stay to, to stay closed essentially. And it would cover her rent, etc. cetera. Um, she's also then got a second grant. Now I know that the gym the gym that I just about to finish up with, they could get up to about 25,000 with a grant. And there's a lot of um, bars and restaurants that have been given that kind of amount of money. So in terms of those rising up, I never really thought we would because we've been given handouts. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, you're not going to get angry. You're not going to get you know pissed off enough to walk the streets and say that I can't feed my family. Um, so I think that's why maybe we've been pacified for a little bit, but now I think people are starting to actually realize that it is, this is genocide. Like this, this is, it's, it's not about the money anymore. Like a lot of people were saying, uh, why are people protesting? Like the big one that I just went to, why are people protesting? They've just opened the pubs again. It's like, it's not, it's not about the pub. It's, it's, it's not about that. And they think that obviously we're just protesting lockdown because we're annoyed that maybe the shops aren't open or we have to wear masks when really it's, it's about the vaccine. So yeah, um, yeah, that's that's something that's, I think, I don't think many people know, but yeah, we've definitely been given quite a lot of, of money to uh, cover us. Hmm, That's interesting. Um, You attended a rally recently in, in, Mm -hmm. in regards to just pretty much that reopening and, how did how was that experience for you? Incredible! It was amazing. I, I went to a smaller one, which was more local to me, because London is a four-hour drive for me, because I'm, I'm quite far up up north. Um, and the smaller one, I just I kind of dipped in and you know felt the energy. There was a lot of police there, and um, I saw a guy with a cue sign and spoke him, and then left pretty much. So that was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. But then um, when I went to the London one it was obviously on a much bigger scale. Um, the energy was incredible. There was a lot of comments on the, the videos and the pictures that I posted of people, especially Americans were shocked that we weren't wearing masks. And I was like, 
this is the whole point of the, the protest. Like, we don't want to wear masks anymore. We're, we're tired of it. We don't want any of this, this medical tyranny anymore. Um, the thing is now that they're starting to come for the, the kids, as you guys know, the 12-year-old the kids, um, they're wanting to push that out in a couple of months. And I think that we're only going to get bigger and bigger as we go on with the, the rallies. And you're looking at, like, they're doing every week they're doing a stand in the park. So there's obviously big parks around the UK. And if you're local to that, you can go and you can meet like-minded people all over the country. And then the next one is the 15th of May. And that is like a lot of different spots all over the UK who are doing all at the same time. So it's 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 definitely ramping up. Like it's it's not it's it's going quickly. And there's a lot more people like nurses speaking out. Um, that were scared to before because you've got a nurse that's walking around London every day. Like I think she's doing like five miles a day for 50 days with a sandwich board on, trying to get nurses to speak out about the coercion that's happening. Because, you know, there's been whistleblowers that have told us that they're not giving out the information leaflets um, before they give the jab and they're not allowed to. They right. do it afterwards. Yeah, that's a that's pretty scary when you start to think about what the ramifications are in regards to you know just what could happen to a person's uh insides when they get the jab wait so, so they're handing out the warning pamphlet after the they got the shot yeah instead of before mm -hmm. huh. yeah that mm -hmm. seems fair so hey and by the way this is what you signed up for. yeah guess yeah, what absolutely fucking terrible surprise well hey, i mean go ahead they changed the protocol, so basically, well, the, one of the nurses that works within that particular is obviously giving out the vaccine. She's She knows that there's going to be trials. She knows that she'll probably be part of that because she's part of it, but she wants to stay in the system so that she can try and make a difference. Mm -hmm. But she basically said that um, the protocol was that they couldn't give any information out before they give the jab, or at least it wasn't um, part of the, you know, the whole event of going to have a vaccine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's scary. It's definitely scary. Yeah, it's sketchy. Well, I mean, no one's died in two of the major cities out here in California, uh, L.A. and San Diego now for nearly a week. So regardless of what they're trying to push, the narrative is being crushed by a combination of herd immunity and, you know, everybody just opening up and getting back to normal. I don't even think people who are maybe going out in the reopenings and might be experiencing symptoms are even going to get tested anymore just because of all the information that's been, you know, divvied out over the Internet over the last couple of months, almost to a year now. Um, there was an event recently out here in, in California hosted by none other than Prince Harry. Hmm. We all hate him, right? Uh, it was a COVID concert. And everyone who was there, oh, it's the bubble. Yeah, in attendance in the bubble, so was right on top of each other, unmasked and fully vaccinated. So it was a super spreader, shedder event. I said Ooh. it. There you go. Um, ugh. Gross. Yeah, everyone from, like I said, Prince Harry all the way to Selena Gomez were up there. Super shedder. Virtue signaling and uh, telling everybody how awesome it was to get the vaccine and to uh, be able to hang all over each other because you don't have to wear a mask anymore because of it. But I thought that's not what was Shh, the cuts. The, the concert looked cool on Fauci TV. And, um, 
Well, that's a good point that you bring up, Noah. Dr. Fauci has disappeared from the mainstream media and for at least the last week, especially since some of these... They forget to pay him this week? ...major reopening announcements have happened. They'll never forget to pay him. He's the highest paid federal employee in the history of mankind. Mm. Reminder, Dr. Fauci has not worked in a virology lab or treated a human patient in over 35 years. Yeah. It's longer than I've been alive. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, he's disappeared now. With the narrative being busted and even some of the most liberal Democrat strongholds now reopening like new york new jersey connecticut and today announced pennsylvania who snuck in underneath party tits and said you guys go on may 19 pennsylvania's going may 15 it's kind of hard to have dr fauci continuously going on television and telling everybody what they need to do when everybody's going full reopening so white boy summer still on mm. okay let's get into something a little bit more Spirit uplifting. Stop the steal. Yes. <laughs> Finally. Nick, are you coming back? I just hate this coronavirus thing. It's all we're done. We're done. Ladies, too, man. Ladies, too. It's ladies over. tell them we're done. Tell them we're done. <laughs> There's always a hard well, second. For Nick. It's just depressing. Yeah, it is, man. You want me to get your hopes up? All right. You know what? Before we get into Stop the Steal. Look, here's the thing it was depressing. We there's like no end in sight. No, it's over. It's not in California. When party tits opens up. Newsom's gonna have to. The only thing that's gonna change. Bruce is Bruce Jenner News- put out his hype video today for his gubern- TikTok <laughs> gubernatorial run. We're no, I'm low key. A- I'm low key uh, hyping for for Jenner. To be honest, he's, I think it's gonna be like one of those, like when Trump was running in, in 16. It's he's our best chance. When everybody first heard about it, yeah, honestly, which is amazing. God, I mean, yeah. that's, it's I, we're I living mean, that's, in a freak show. I thought the funniest yeah. part of. His hype video today was that he could not not include video portions of it that were him winning in the Olympics. Well, like here's the other <laughs> yeah, thing. Like, okay, this guy's a freak, right? Freak for freedom, apparently. But <clears throat> a lot of the stuff he says, I'm like, damn it! Like I agree, I agree like with that. <laughs> well, he, like saying, earlier man. he was Buckle saying, up, buckaroos. Like trans girls shouldn't compete. Yeah, in men's or in girls, whatever. Kind of base. I feel like, uh, like she, she, she as the king might be of the, yeah, but look as the, the person, king of transvestites at, or whatever at, we're calling them now. Look at the person that's saying it. Do you see these hands? Yeah, like imagine if that guy just went to the women's Olympics, he would have overlapped people. Yeah, in a sprint, like so, like he says that he could run like, a four hundred and as fast as they could run a two. Yeah, and it's like, dude, I agree with that, and it's we're just living in such a clown world. I just want to. <laughs> Go live in a cabin in like the mountains and not have cable or a phone and just. How are you gonna body? How are you gonna body bag people in the comments if you don't? I don't gonna mail them letters. <laughs> <laughs> Message in a bottle. <laughs> but hey, your this, post fucking suck. Yeah, person's like but that's. It's a screenshot. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, a he's got a fucking like a quill pen. He's like writing just cursive. Send a pigeon. No, but that's the thing. It's like regardless of who. Bruce Jenner is, or Caitlyn Jenner, or whatever you want to say. Is Bruce, it doesn't matter. But the most important thing with politicians now, ma'am, you can do it, Brucey. Are policy, okay, and what yeah. they stand for, correct? And that's kind of the same thing that we've always said about Trump. Is that, you know whether or not you like him as a person, whether or not he posts mean things on the internet that offends you, his policies, his pro-America stuff is really what's important. Yeah. Correct. So if Bruce Jenner wants to freaking wear a miniskirt and you know, manhandle. Hopefully, it's not a people, miniskirt. Then whatever, it's a good conservative to go. dress. Yeah, I'm just saying. Really but whatever. <laughs> so I don't want to see you him do in you. A miniskirt. You do you, girl. But I agree with you, and and 
that's just such a freak show that we're living in California. It's like we're living in a movie. Well, it's 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 a it's a huge blow to. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! How dare you? I saw that one coming. God damn it! Uh, it's a huge blow to the whole like uh, gender morphology thing. With you know, like use whichever bathroom you want. Like you can go and dominate women's sports in schools and take people's scholarships away if you just want to call yourself a female like yeah it's a huge not only an olympic athlete but somebody who's transgendered and that's huge yeah and he's huge yeah for him to come out and say like hey like i'm all for like trans people but wait is he gonna say it like that like hey um, I just think it's hilarious that, that he will not change his voice regardless of... That's what I said from day one. I'm like, dude, you have unlimited TikTok! resources. Get a cadaver from some like 12-year-old girl I don't know if that works. and yeah. switch your voice. That would be creepier. At least try it. It would be creepier. It's creepy when he sounds like Darth Vader and he <laughs> looks like a drag queen. I mean, it's confusing. It's not a drag How am I going to explain that to my son when this guy runs for... He wins governor. Luke, I am your governor. My son's four. By the time he wins, he's going to be like, what is that, daddy? And I'm like, ah. Uh, remember Transformers? It's kind of like that in real life. Decepticons now. Yeah. Well, I don't want to have that conversation with my son. No, and I, and I feel you. Well, but you don't have to, though. I mean, you can just, like... It, it's just an ugly chick. Whatever. Fuck it. I mean, don't fuck it, but, like... <laughs> terrible i mean you can if you want you guys ready for stop the steal yeah please how did we get on this ramp <laughs> i was gonna try and cheer you up at something but then we segue to for big Sorry, bruce guys. <laughs> now, I'm, now i'm more depressed big bruce all right let's get in maricopa county forensic audit still going on oh yeah judges can't stop it seems to be legal there's more black light than a shitty hotel room the mainstream media is melting down. I have Mr. Maddow's melt. It's like at nightly now, but I'm, I'm not going to play any of them. I think we got the gist of it last week, but she's like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Mr. Maddow. Yeah. QAnons and other people, Trump supporters. Well, we're not going to do that anymore. Meh. So we had her, Bill Maher, on in the same show. It was pretty scary. He, he flips back and forth. Like, every once in a while he'll say something, I'm like, well, fuck yeah. And then he says something else, and I'm just like, really, dude? Like, come on. Man. I like how he did call out, like, the young leftists and yeah. their ideology is stupid. But I hate how he rapes children, so that's why we don't really talk about him that much. Anymore. How he, what? Rapes children. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a no for me. That's awkward. That's going to be a hard pass. Yeah. It's a hard so, pass. Hard um, no. The number of tables working the audit now in Maricopa has expanded from, started around 20-ish, and now is over 50. Um, videos will show now that they've added a massive server rack and tower to the center of the arena uh, to better handle the terabytes of data that's being collected. You know who else had a massive major, tower? major rack added? <laughs> <laughs> we know. Um, I have one of the audio- auditors who's, who's working the audit right now. Got him. I know. Now he's going to giggle for the rest of the show. So let's hear exactly what one of the forensic auditors had to say about the progress that's going on right now. My name's John Brakey. I'm the director of Audit Elections USA. Audit is an acronym. It stands for Americans United for Democracy, Integrity, and Transparency. I'm also a progressive Democrat, lifelong. Uh, They used to call us liberals before. And uh, I'm originally from the state of Maine. And, uh, and, and what I'm doing here is I'm working for the people. People need to know if elections are real or not. And this is a great opportunity. My name is so, Brakey. What do you guys think? 
I mean, Nick, you, you get very um, down when we start to talk about this stuff, but there's a lot of wheels moving forward right now in regards to not just this audit, some stuff we'll get into in the next few minutes that are going to hopefully get your hope up. Um, it's hard because, like I said last week and the week before that, and I think the week before that probably, um, everybody, we, I mean, everybody that's ever been on the show, maybe not Flat Earth Dave, I'm not sure where he is at politically, but um, everybody that's been on the show collectively knows this election was stolen. And I didn't say thinks because we know there's evidence and we there's mountains of evidence. But there was mountains of evidence that O.J. Simpson chopped off someone's head and he got off. You go, know what I mean? Like Go juice. It's the information wave where it's like there can be all the information in the world, but if there's people... If the powers that be controlled enough and if their scheme works, then that just goes in vain. So it's not a fact of proving that it exists because we've done that. It's been proven. Well, it's the powers that be and the people who want that to be the result anyway. So they're going to yeah. disregard any evidence because my team won. So everything's exactly. fine. And it's the same people that are driving around their car with their mask on and chastising in the grocery store for not having above your nose or whatever and it's like this fight against these people that are just blind and they're so easy to control that i'm hoping and praying that this whole thing gets reelected because then it'd be like us waking up from the worst nightmare we've ever had but like i said we could have all the evidence in the world where does that take us because it already went to court. Florida. I mean, we saw that happen, and then it, nothing went to that. We have the my pillow guy is like our saving, <laughs> our saving grace. Oh, and we'll be getting to him. In but just like, a is few he minutes. is he our hope? Like, are we putting all of our eggs in his basket, or all of our pillows in his bed? <laughs> Such <laughs> an obvious joke. So you know good. what I mean? So like, I was trying to figure out like, you could put eggs in a pillow, or I don't know. But you're welcome. Yeah, it's just. Uh, um, I, also, I hate to be like the negative person, but I'm like the negative person. Yeah, you are the negative. Yeah, person. and it's. I feel. Like, I feel like Nick, you're my spirit animal for sure. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like that too. So, I, I I'm just, still here and I'm, I'm still going, but yeah, and I'm one of those people. It's like I, I'm. I'm on board. I'm there. I'm with you, but wake me up when it's over. Yeah, you're not. You don't. You don't, like, you don't because see I'm change over happening. I, yeah, yes. and I, I, like I said, there's no doubt that this election was stolen. There's no doubt that a new world order exists. It's existed since the beginning of time. There's no doubt that these things are in play. There's no doubt that Glenn Maxwell orchestrated all this stuff with um, Epstein. But like you look at the big picture and it's like... What are the results going to be? What are the results? Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you can paint, we can show all this evidence in the courts and all this stuff, but, you know, at the end of the day, like look at all the corruption with Hillary Clinton. If the, Her pe body if the people count, don't want to see it, they're not going to see it. Hillary Clinton's tagged more bodies than the average Navy SEAL, I'm sure. <laughs> and she's still like story. doing her yeah. thing. And, and and she hasn't gone to jail. Like her and Obama, like the whole thing about the Navy SEAL community and the operators when Benghazi happened. They're oh, in the yeah. same shoes that we're at right now. Like, okay, it's going to go to court. They're going to get arrested. It's going to be amazing. We have all this evidence. This Napes. is totally on it. And then look at nothing happened. Yeah. Look at 9-11. Inside job, evidence towards that. There's documents that were destroyed in the pentagon it was like a clear-cut obvious thing that happened and nobody got held accountable for that so my mindset Bleach is bidding. this is 
a reoccurring theme in our country where there's corruption, there's devastation, there's all this stuff. And then we are so easily distracted as a population that not only are we not going to revolt because, I mean, if you think about like the capital insurrection, if that was our big revolt, it's like insurrection. Like, was that it? I'm not calling for violence, but if that was like our big revolt and sticking it to the man, it's like. <laughs> It was led by the boneless chicken wing in the wheelchair and the guy that <laughs> took a shit in Mitch McConnell's yeah, office. Yeah, and it's it's to me it's like in his defense, who wouldn't take a shit in Mitch McConnell's office? I want to believe, I sure would. like I said earlier, and, and I'll let I'll end with this, but I want to believe that people will not only that this election will not only be overturned, but people will be arrested. That's where I would stop. Now you, where people, now you get my juices going. People need to not only like not only we need to figure out how did this happen. We kind of have figured that out. We figured out that it has been stolen, but the people who have orchestrated and quarterbacked this whole stealing of the election need to be put in prison. Yeah. And if you think that that's going to happen, like, I'm sorry to say, it's never going to happen. There's nobody, nobody's going to prison over this. Well, it's just such a farce that the general, <laughs> the general public is just like hell bent on keeping things the same way. It's like, what is the benefit of having this stuff be contested like who like why would you not want 100 percent transparency yeah. verification because their team won and that's it well yeah but it's like if well, like, general public is you know everyone's waiting for the big man on tv to tell them what's going on and what's going down and yeah. it's not real unless it actually unless we see the arrest happen and all that kind of shit and yeah it's just to gonna... touch on what you were saying though about i know it's frustrating because i get frustrated all the time too with it but like if we're in the middle of a war I believe we are. It's a spiritual war when it comes down to it, but you know, all these levels to it, like wh wh whatever people want to call it. Um, patience is, you know, it, it's hard to come by, but it's needed because it's, things happen very slowly throughout wars. If you just look in the history of, you know, our wars and wars throughout the whole time. I mean, has anybody tried to take down a 6,000 year old death cult before? You know, if this is our first round and our first go about it, it's, it's gonna take some time. Nick, I don't think he but that's was also just, like, you know, it's but, but no, listen, it's been an anonymous poster and group of ten or less and fucking frog memes for the last four yeah. years. And we're taking you, and we're getting body but shots. That's my point. Yeah. That's my point is where does it where does it go from here? This is the first time a forensic yeah. audit has ever happened in the history of the United States. It's incredible. Ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's there's, also there's the first time Tom Brady won a Super Bowl with a deflated ball and nothing happened after that. Remember yeah, he, that? He won more Super Bowls. Exactly. That's my point is like, look, I'm with, I'm, we're all on the same team here, but I'm the one in yeah, the group yeah. project going, hey, I don't know if we're going to pass this project because, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm stepping out. I I'm going, all the time. I, I wish. Well, yeah, you're, you're on the group project and like one of your partners is eating glue. So everybody's pointing yeah, at the and guy I'm like, eating glue. Going, it's hey. like, all right, well, look at this fucking retard. It's like, yeah, he yeah. doesn't represent the whole group though. And that's my point is yeah. like, there's wait, structures, wait, wait, wait. but. So, if you reverse, are you calling us all retards? I'm calling. Well, yes, but I mean, I've eaten before, but, but the, the, the hard Two part. Two tards, get it right. Yeah, nah. there you go. Yeah. I, I was hoping for that. The hard part is, um, you know, you think about like the new world order and and the stuff that's very real. <sighs> it's it's real. Yes. It really is, and and we've mm -hmm. talked about it. We don't really touch too much upon that on this show, and I think it'd be. Um, we we actually did an entire show on it. I probably don't remember that one. Um, <laughs> Austin was actually here in studio. Oh, well, yeah. That was, first, that first, was first bug. I think that was the one where you fell into the patch wall and put a big dent in it. No, that never happened. Um, Yet. But my point is, 
this war, it's a legitimate war. It's going to come down to it. And it's not going to be one with computer memes. It's not. At some point, it's going to take the rising up of patriots to a physical altercation where these people that are on our team, let's be honest, some of them have never even been in a fist fight. So if it goes to like an all-out war, which it's going to come down, I mean, people, you think about, if you zoom out, they're trying to take guns, free speech is dead, forced vaccinations. They're even talking about basically separating certain grocery stores people can go to if you're vaccinated or not. Like, at what point do we go, okay, this is enough? Well, here's the thing. And we're going to stand up. Nobody's doing that. You just use metaphors for what literally is going on in Maricopa County. You have patriots I who are that. physically, forensically auditing a presidential election. But what's going to happen? You don't know. Exactly. Be- what are they going to do when the evidence is presented? I hope that Well, they're going to try to discredit it as much as possible. We already, but the fact we've already of the matter, seen that. The, the fact of the matter is, here, let me read a back and forth that I got. I pulled it off of Twitter the other day. It's brief. It's between Scott Adams, verified account at Scott Adams says, seems like kind of a cuck, probably plays a lot of Nintendo Switch. And he was back and forthing with (laughs) Josh Bennett for Congress out of Arizona's 6th District. So Scott Adams, if the Arizona audit is finding any indications of voting irregularities, wouldn't we have heard it by now? Representative for Congress, Josh Barnett. No, loose lips sink ships. Scott Adams. If that were true, we'd all be at the bottom of the ocean because this would have leaked somehow. And then his response was, we've got what we're looking for. And Scott Adams replied, are you trying to say you're on the inside? And Josh Burnett said, you could say I'm in the know. But wasn't that the same narrative Giuliani was giving us? They were never allowed to be heard in court. But where's Giuliani at? Besides dyeing his sideburns. Dark gray. You're not going to make fun of America's mayor on the show. I love that guy. But that's my point is like, remember how much That's hope where I draw the fucking line. We had so much hope going into that. And now it's a recycled version of that well, where but, it's but, like, but we're but getting we, another recount. We've already talked about the optics of this. The Supreme Court of the United States was not going to disenfranchise millions of voters. So now they're going to wind up disenfranchising hundreds of thousands of voters that mm-hmm. never voted. Wait, you can be disenfranchised if you didn't vote? Apparently, uh, I just think this is gonna be a lot of disenfranchised dead people. Basically. You know, I got I got a whole part two to stop the steal, but I think we need to just take a breather real quick. I just get so I don't want to say depressed because I think that's like an overused word. But well, you're about to get depressed. <laughs> I your just, mind goes though. Your mind tries to yeah. figure out like the different strategies and what all it could what could happen and everything. But, you don't make enough memes. Um, that's what it, it's kind of know, like yoga for shit posters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time for that shit. My point. Okay, but you could body bag people in the comments. I, I stopped doing that. I haven't done that. I took Facebook off my phone because I was starting to um, physically want to hurt people. I Yeah, I can't. I, I can't do it, it anymore. It melts my fucking brain listening to the fucking shit that people. The part that breaks my heart about everything is like since this guy's been in office for two months, we've seen mandatory vaccination. We've seen him basically telling us what we can and cannot eat or a plan to do so. We've seen free speech like in the toilet. He's been in office for what, three months now? If you want to call it that. He's been in the office for three months now. He's defied gravity by falling upstairs. I mean, this guy, Bryce in this one guy has single-handedly ruined the country almost overnight. And my... Dude, I have three kids, and I have to put them in private school now, which my goal was to never do that. I always wanted my kids to go to public school 
so I can show them what the real world is like and yeah. coach them through that and not be sheltered. But now it's like I have to put them in private school. I can't have them in public school. I'm not going to have them asking why so-and-so is using a different bathroom and why he's wearing a dress at school and doing this and that. And it's like this country has fallen so far. Like even if Trump wins and this gets overturned, like I don't want to say the country's too far gone, but it's such in a shithole right now. It's like there's going to be a lot of rebuilding that's going to have to go on, and the government has to get smaller. There's well, it, no doubt it, about if that. If it did get overturned, then they'd have to rebuild like the entire country because it would fucking burn down. Yeah, but even then, like yeah, you look at work to do. you look at the ideology that's been brainwashed into people. That's not going away. These people that are for mm-hmm. all this like far left gnarly ideology, that's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, everything is a social justice. That's my point. That is not going anywhere. The social justice movement and all this. And that's getting worse. And that's where I'm like, I'm sick of this. And I'm sick of like social media. And I'm sick of seeing people just being ignorant. And then I I just like the whole realm of it is depressing. When you're like, dude, I just want to go back to like a year ago when we had Trump. And he was just lighting people up and he had no filter and it was safe to do so. And there was no coronavirus. And the country was prospering. And now you look at, and I know people like, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's like, but for me, I'm looking at the end of the tunnel. I'm going, dude. Is it a a train? Yeah. Let's hope it's a train (laughs) coming like four knots straight at us because it's, it's just, it's sad. And it's what's sad is how brainwashed people are to the woke culture and the cancel culture and the celebrity worship and, um, it's just it's uh, trash it's disheartening yeah. yeah and it's hard like having kids it makes you really like take a step back and you go god it seems like there's no hope in this country and if this guy I mean the hope for Californians is if Newsom gets uh, kicked out I but feel like then that's like what's happen. our backup plan is Bruce Jenner coming I'm down in? hey <laughs> yeah just, yeah. just fucking, as long as there isn't I'm with, anybody I'm with Bruce just as long as there isn't anybody laying in front of his car yeah. What, what, my my last point, and we'll move on to the schedule program, is like right now I feel like we had a good first quarter of a football game. Then our quarterback it was like all-star got ejected, and now we're just down by like 50 points. Now you got the like, water boy. Yeah. You know, it, it's got all brain about damage. resilience. Yes, patience. It's all about resilience and, and just and being resilience. a role model and keep fighting because this isn't, you know, it, this is our country. So it's not like, yeah, everything sucks right now for sure. I agree with you, but it's. Nowhere near giving up right now. And I'm not giving up, there's but I'm saying that there's a lot of there's a lot more work to be done than there we originally is. Thought. That the and it's just. Suggest. But that and it's and and I, like I'll say it again, and I know this might upset some of our listeners, but this war is not going to be won with memes and and no, you know what I mean. And it's, at the end of the day, it's like okay, well, what else are we doing? It's like well, we we make memes, and it's like okay, well, what else are we doing? Yeah. You gotta get you well, gotta someone's get active in your someone's local, recounting it. local government, and that's that's exactly how it has to happen. Yeah. People have to local start. Yeah, but, like, but nobody's doing that. just to jump in. I don't necessarily agree with that either because it's just feeding back into the same beast system. So, like, obviously there's this, obviously, local level, getting involved, running for a seat, et cetera, but it's just feeding back into that same corrupt system that we're trying to destroy. The whole thing has to just collapse. In order for it to get better, it has to collapse. And it's frustrating. Like, I feel everything that you just said, like, personally, I'm, like, half and half. Like, most of the time, I'm, like, how you feel. And then the other time, I'm, like, it had to kind of show itself this way. And with by the, the frustrating thing is, like, we have to know how terrible Biden Co is because 
Otherwise, you know, people are never going to realize. But there's a lot of people on the left who are never going to realize. Yeah. But then again, like in doing so, the price of insulin skyrocketed and kids and adults and families can't get the price of insulin that they could before. And they're being like affected in real time, you know? So it's, it's really hard to kind of think on a balanced level, if this timeline is the, the right timeline, how is it going to affect people the least? Is it going to affect people the least? We don't know. I, I guess it probably will in the end, but it's frustrating to see these things play out because it's affecting real people who don't deserve it. And it's really yeah. frustrating to balance the two sides and see it from, because, you know, the other option is the other timeline, we could have Hillary Clinton. And, you know, by Oof. now we'd probably all be in uh, the gulag. So Harvesting I mean, soy. Yeah. No, it's the truth. And, and I really think that everybody's point is valid. Nick's least of all because he just keeps blackpilling every week. But that's fine. I mean, oh, well, the, I the more, the like more fucked up it gets, the more fucked up it gets, though. I mean, there is a positive in everything. If you want to look yes. at it that you way. You have to look at it. When you talk about the reference to the 10,000-year-old death cult, right? Joe Biden is literally embodying that in his presidency. He looks like the fucking guy from Bram Stoker's Dracula yeah. who walks around the mansion, <laughs> yeah. right? He does with the hair and the shades and the, you know. And he really does. He, he does. It's just, <laughs> well, depending on which one they bring out, the black-eyed one, the blue-eyed one, the weird face-shaped one, you know, it's just. it's the hologram. Right. So, I think they're bringing out Hunter with a mask on, to be honest. But, right. We'd be able to tell by his dragon but teeth. I think before has. we get into our next segment, though, which is Stop the Steal Part 2, because I do have some spirit-uplifting audio for uh. that. We, I did ask the ladies to bring something to the show. Okay? Uh, and this is probably Nick's favorite segment of all time called Top 5, Top 1 Movies. And, uh, Coda, why don't you go first? Why don't you tell us what your top five, top one movies of all time are? Uh, I actually wrote down two series, if that was okay. I hope I'm not killing the vibe here. Last time I checked, um, Nicolas Cage wasn't involved in any that. trilogies. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to be good the because movies. they are talking about making National Treasure 3. So. Oh, God. Ooh, that was, I, I wrote down that as my favorite for Nicolas Cage, so I'm just... Uh, spoiler alert. Wow. Um, but I chose The, the Village. Okay. If you guys remember that 2004 movie, The yeah. M. Night Charlotte. That was yeah. bomb, yeah. dude. That's a good one. Uh, I, got, I gotta revisit that one. Lone Survivor. Oh, oh yeah. That's a tearjerker. Oh, yeah. American Horror Story, Don't At Me, and The OA. If you guys have ever seen The OA, it's yeah. phenomenal. That one's pretty wild. What's that? It's uh, It stands for the original Angel. You can find it on Netflix. There's only, like, I think, like, two seasons, and then they actually, like, quit production. But um, it's... It's, you know, it, it's a very good series for like the truther movement. I feel like for people to watch that because it's, I don't, it, it kind of goes on some conspiracies, like different timelines and um, how like people can like follow you throughout different timelines, people in your life, like your parents and whatnot and who they are in like the next timeline. It's just, it's, it's very trippy. Yeah, that's good. All right, Dakota, what do you got for us? Your top one, top one Nicolas Cage movie. National treasure for sure. Really? Thank you. For sure. Finally. For but sure. It's such like an optimistic, funny, happy go lucky movie that it's like, you know, no matter what they're facing, they still have fun with it. <laughs> the look on Nick's face right now, he's like, wait, he was waiting for he's waiting for you to like shit on him somehow, like it's a joke. No, no. <laughs> Thank you. I wow. love that Not movie. Not at all. You have to remember, I told this like when I first mentioned that if I won the lotto or Dogecoin went up a million percent and I cashed out. 
I would become a treasure hunter. That'd be my dream job. That'd be epic. Like, what kind of treasure would you be looking for, though? Everything. Like, gold? Like, lost, like, artifacts and stuff. Not necessarily treasure, but, like, antiquities. He keeps going back to Indiana Jones without saying You know that there's there's Spanish gold lost in Burgos Springs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the keys, too. Let's do it. Because there's, like, some gold in some forest somewhere, too. Some fucking rich guy. Some guy found that. Oh, he did? He found it last year. What an asshole. Yeah. Forest fence treasure. All right, Ray, what do you got? Top five, top one movies. I've been dreading this question because I have so many favorite movies. Um, okay. Matrix One. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's another Keanu Reeves movie. Constantine. That's a good movie. That's a, that's oh, a yeah. solid one. Yeah. Um, Men of Honor. Yeah. Ooh. Um, District Nine. I don't hate it. Yeah, I just watched that one pretty recently. It's kind of bad, kind of good. I, I, I really like it. I like the prawns. <laughs> Nick hates it, but yeah, I mean, it's like I was like watching it, and I'm like, yeah. I mean... Is that the one where the robots are like dealing drugs or something? No, it's the one where the aliens live in South Africa. Oh, oh no. cute. Yeah, they look like prawns, like giant prawns. Yeah, yeah. They call them fucking prawns, but that's a really bad impression. Um. <laughs> And then I guess the, the the final one is not really a movie, but it's a series. And my my me and my dad used to watch it, and he's got the full collection on DVD, and it's Farscape. Farscape. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that. I've seen it. What? It's uh, Jim Henson does all the the puppets and all the aliens. Oh, those are usually good. Basically, though. it's this American guy that gets shot down a wormhole, and he mm-hmm. goes into the universe, and yes. Yeah, but my but mom. Also, I, my can mom I used kind of squeeze in another one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not allowed. Fight Club. Fight Club's also. Yeah, there. that's a good one. All right, and then if you yeah. your top one, top one Nick Cage movie. Knowing, because yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, I like that one. We gotta watch Willy's, for him. Willy's Wonderland. Speaking of Willy's Wonderland, there was a poll conducted this week on our social media, where we asked if you would watch it. The trailer. The special effects look good. And then would you watch the movie? So, over 1,300 people participated in the poll. Wow. Seven. Would seven. watch it? Would watch it. <laughs> Although seven I want on my team. Okay. I'm going to look up the Rotten Tomatoes score real quick before oh, we... I believe it wasn't 17. It's got wow, to okay. be somewhere in the fours. <laughs> Read it. 62. That's not bad. Yeah, that's up there with The uh, the Last Jedi. <laughs> I just, I'm looking through all the screenshots from them. <laughs> I don't know what this... Golly. I'd just like to par- point out to our audience. <laughs> the that? trailer's nearly three oh, minutes that looks, long. That looks terrible. Did, did you watch the trailer? I don't remember. Okay, so the trailer's nearly three minutes long, and Nicolas Cage doesn't say one word it might be his best movie then yeah mm. <laughs> at least he's not making like a fake southern accent and uh what is that conair yeah that was horrible so bad well i think i think we should get back to stop the steel part two and a real life nicholas cage the nicholas cage hair blowing in the wind from that movie that was beautiful yeah. <laughs> mike lindell nick's oh, favy the humble pillow farmer <sighs> it's hard not to love him yeah no it's not that hard Please stop it. Okay, well, I'll be good this week. Thank you. 
<clears throat> he's out there spending his millions for us. Um, he's making millions off of a four hundred dollar blanket. That's not four hundred dollars. <laughs> it's never gonna be four hundred dollars. It's three hundred dollars. One seventy eight. You buy it with Dogecoin, maybe. So he well, Mike Undell appeared this week on War Room with Steve Bannon, who's not Q. Uh-huh. He's definitely Q. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Uh, and and he um, gave us a little insight onto his feelings of Newsmax okay. apologizing to Dominion Voting Systems for saying that the election was stolen. Wait, who? Mike Wendell on the war room with Not Q. He apologized? No, Newsmax did. Newsmax? Yeah. Check it out. Newsmax, um, you know, why would you give in to the lawsuit which was by eric coomer they give in and they say oh there you know it's one thing to settle whatever that settlement was but don't say that there was no evidence that there's not evidence we have worked long and hard on this i'm sure at newsmax if they um they've obviously looked at um, okay but hang on ho 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 but hang on but hang on but hang on they said they did it when you say there's a they settled that's not and, 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 and basically had the reading that was causing an investigation they clearly came up with information that's counter to you that has to be correct right well it, no they're 100 percent wrong so i want to i want to call them out and say how can you just like alan duke says that uh over at uh facebook they're as bad as alan duke i mean they're as bad as the lead stories that fact check facebook where are their facts where are the you know, Newsmax, did you give in because you didn't want it because of this lawfare? Explain yourself, Chris Ruddy and Newsmax, because we have all the evidence that it 100 percent. My my thing against uh, with these lawsuits, that's why my pillow went on the offensive. We have all the evidence. I was ready the first day when I told him to sue me. You know, why would they do it? The timing is just very suspicious here. When you've got Maricopa County coming, and they're going to be, and I'm going to tell you this, they're going to be very embarrassed at uh, at Newsmax with uh, uh, there's a there's a court thing getting filed in Michigan today, and they're it's going to be very embarrassed. He's kind of stammering there for a little bit. I can't. What do you think? He was slurring his words a little bit. He oh, stop. Because <laughs> that wasn't all. Sometimes he you do that too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I mean, he would continue and talk about some of those things. Today, and I've said it before everybody, we are living in the greatest time ever right now because when we get way out here and it's gonna be this glorious place we're in, you're gonna look back and say all this had to happen in order to get to that place. And then once again, we will be one nation under God and I believe it's going to be the greatest revival for Jesus in history. And this is all just pieces. You'll look back and say, wow, that had to happen. I had to happen. This had to happen. Do you hate that? I love it, but there I don't go. believe it. But you don't believe it coming out of his mouth? I just, like I said, I'm with I'm, I'm with it. You're, you're still a seer, huh? You, you, you can't believe. A man as spiritual as yourself. I believed in Rudy Giuliani. He let us down. He didn't let anybody tell me. Tell me your conspiracy about uh, Mike Lindell, because I no, he just there's something about it. Nick just thinks Mike Lindell is going to regress back to uh, being a crackhead. I think he already has. Stop it. I I I just am curious as to how this guy out of nowhere became 
like our closing pitcher for the World Series game that we're down. Like, this is our guy. Why? Why all of a sudden? I, I just, it's just weird. Like nobody looks into this guy. Came out of nowhere. Doesn't have any like. Not saying that you need political uh, history, but. It's just kind of well. It's random. not that he came out of nowhere. I think you're forgetting how he got involved in all of this. He got integrated with the Trump campaign at the start of COVID because he cut off like 75 percent of his production and turned his factory into a PPE maker. I remember that. Okay, so that's how him yeah. and Trump kind of linked up, and then he kind of bought into the whole. You know, I literally was at one point dying on the streets of a drug overdose. And now I'm sitting in the over office right now offering my services to the president of the United States. Yeah. And, Which, he, and he heard and saw what was going on. Mm-hmm. That time you talked about two years ago before all this, when things were good, life was prospering, the country was doing well, we were strong in the global eye, and, and, and where it had the potential to go to. And he kind of drew a line. is like, no, if I believe in what I do, self-made businessman, self-made millionaire, then I want to buy into this. So it's one of those things where, you know, that's how he kind of got into the mix. Um, that Michigan surprise he teased about surprise came out today. And what it is is Matthew DiPerno, who we've talked about on the show several times, he ran part of the Antrim uh, audit, which showed there was huge discrepancies with the Dominion voting machines. Um joined in filing a lawsuit against the state of Michigan because he has claimed to have cracked the Dominion election code. Nice. Yeah. And it looks like Michigan is kind of heading down the road of a forensic audit like Arizona is right now. And some of the statements he made during that came out on in the form of tweets. And this is, again, from Matthew DiPerno, um, who's a lawyer, basically stating that they can flip votes from the top of the ticket to the bottom. Um, We can only flip select races, or we can flip them all. We can flip just a few precincts in a county and shave 5% off one candidate. Want a constitutional amendment to pass or fail? And and then went into some other things, uh, basically stating the Michigan elections um, put the intent on the ballot uh, voting machines and the consistency there, uh, talking about how the data can be manipulated and um, theorized basically imagine if someone wanted to move Michigan from a red to pink and then run the media narrative that the people just don't like Trump. I can show you how to switch 160,000 votes at the precinct level using the Dominion voting machines. He gave um, graphed out answers and went on to say I can also support the flip with a Um, tabulator tapes at the precinct that are different than the paper ballots. So when do you think the representatives will wake up? Hopefully it'll be because of this lawsuit. And that was filed today. I guess Mike Lindell was in the know about that. Uh, Papacito weighed in. Nice. I don't know if you heard about that. Uh Uh-oh. So he released a statement yesterday. Um, This is coming from the Save America President Donald J. Trump. He, like, tweets on the internet now. Oh, actually, I did see that. I take it back. And and his statement, which caused meltdowns everywhere from Rachel Maddow to Liz Cheney. There's a lot of re. And I'm quoting now. The fraudulent presidential election of 2020 will be, from this day forth, known as, all caps, the big lie. The big lie. So, what do you think, 
ladies, what's, what's your feedback on that? Arizona is all seems to be going well there. There, it's definitely not what we weren't looking for. There, there's definitely a lot of progress being made there. You've got Michigan looking like it might be heading down the same road and fast. And Donald Trump, who's kind of in the know of all these things going on behind the scenes, there's been reports that he talks to some of the people who are related to the audits several times a day, uh, making a statement like that, that the election will be known as the big lie, which is also directly connected to a drop. I don't have the number off the top of my head. Those, yeah, those screenshotted (laughs) boxes with the arrows kind of give me an eye headache when I try to break them down sometimes. Yeah, I just kind of go, okay, sure. But yeah, those those are definitely some things that uh, are kind of happening now. So it's like behind the scenes, there there seems to be a lot of movement, and for optics purposes only, I think things are looking a lot better today than they did a couple weeks ago, if you ask me. Oh, for sure, for sure. And it's there was I forgot what reporter and what news station it was on, but they were they were bitching about something when I say it was CNN, and they were just complaining that this is bullshit and. They sh- they're they're going to not they're not going to find anything. And uh, now it's going to move all across the country. And I can't wait for more audits to happen. Yeah. And, and they will be. They that's will be going to shake people up the most. Yeah. I, I think once Arizona proves to be and, and I kind of broke it, break it down for people. If you look at the whole country on a map, the day of the election. And you look at all the things like they say, widespread voters, fraud and irregularities. That's such a broad term. It's almost triggering to the left because they know exactly what the plan was. You can take literally half a dozen counties. Just think about how small counties are in the entire United States and fuck with those elections in just those six, seven, eight counties out of the entire country, the millions of people, hundreds of millions of people that voted in this last election and just mess with a few counties and you can flip the entire presidency. And that's basically what happened. You know, it wasn't that the entire state of Georgia, the entire state of Arizona and Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Nevada, that every single vote that was going in needs to be scrutinized because the entire state was fraud from top to bottom. It was that they had it so it was systematically planned out that there would be ballot flips, ballot injections, Trump votes thrown out only in a few select counties throughout the entire country. And because everything else was either going to be red or blue and there wasn't that much purple, that we could flip an entire election by messing with like a half a dozen counties. And people don't realize that. So I I think that's one of the big things when you think about something that's such a broad statement like widespread fraudulent election and irregularities yes on the on like the national scale that's a correct statement because it wound up flipping the presidency of the united states but when you look at how it was done it was just a couple little pokes in the right places that wound up making that outcome happen and no matter no matter the results it's going to be they're just going to be running with the whole like oh no it was a it was a fraudulent audit and they're just going to run with that narrative the whole time well i I think i think once they're basically just gonna have to just fucking step by step just show the evidence and they will and they will but people won't watch it 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 doesn't matter because at at that point once it gets to a certain point it'll go to court yeah it'll go to court and then it'll be up to the state of arizona to change those and then it's discoverable and good to go right and and then we'll find out a whole bunch more i think it's definitely going to be interesting in terms of them (laughs) 
saying that it's not real and you know the usual shit we've heard for however long it's been since they've been saying that it's just the big I love that he's now using it's projecting it right back to them because they've obviously been projecting this whole time and he's just like but you know what I'm going to use the same fucking projection right back on you Yep. and um, I just love that I just I love that energy that's definitely my kind of energy but it's I, th- I think it's really interesting that um <laughs> I, I like that it's gone through the right way. Um, I know it's slow, but I like that it's gone through the right way in terms of they've tried to go through the courts, they've tried to do everything, because obviously then that's going to show the corruption. Because even, I was thinking about it today, even with the news and then, you know, like Maddo and I don't even know if Cuomo's still there. He's got this really weird deep voice now. He's probably got a mask on, but they're all saying this thing over and over and over again that it's not real. You, some you get, some you of the get, lefties are going to wake up, but they, a lot of the people on the left are going to be like, shit, they've lied to us for like six months. So it's going to be a massive... I think they had to... I get annoyed because I'm like, this, the White Hat should have come in and been like, okay, let's just take down the media. Let's put a load of really good news reporters in that are actually going to do proper journalism but now I look at it and I sit back and I'm like it's actually really beautiful how they've done it because they've shown that these people are the liars that they are yeah because if you just tell people now like the BBC lies it's just like yeah right. they'll just they don't want to know they're going to be putting so, some of these major news organizations out of business moving forward I really do feel passionately about that mm-hmm. um let's hope so it's yeah trash. so you talked about uplifting spirits and it's been quite a while, I think nearly a month, since we've had the biggest one on our show. She's transitioned, not like Bruce Jenner, in gender. Tick tock. But from <laughs> from cheetah print oh, yeah. to summer fashion zebra print. For real? Yeah. Wow. We know her and love her as the one and only... Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. There you go. I love how you say that. <laughs> she was on Right Side Broadcasting this weekend, and she was kind of feeding into this whole narrative regarding Stop the Steal. And I want to play a little bit of audio from her, just because we haven't heard her voice on this show in a while. Zebra? Zebra. Oh, fuck yeah. I remain convinced to this day that Kelly Leffler's young aide, Harrison Deal, in Georgia was in fact murdered. There was no way that fireball was a result of any sort of routine car accident. Thermite. And he was essentially evaporated on, on the spot. And then the Georgia Bureau of Investigation agent who was investigating it was dead within a few days thereafter. Uh, things like that don't just happen that way. Right. So uh, if that was a clear message to anybody that has significant law enforcement experience. And I was a federal prosecutor for 10 years in three different districts under nine different U.S. attorneys. Mm. So I've seen my share of criminal activity and prosecuted it. That was a clear message killing. And that's how evil and how far these people, whoever they are, are willing to go to destroy this country. And it is about destroying this country. It's about destroying the middle class in particular, because where there is a strong middle class, there will be freedom and success and prosperity. These people want power by any means they can get it, including wealth. 
Uh, that's what the globalists have been working for. That's what they have been doing for the last 20 to 30 years, undermining us in every way possible, while all good Americans were paying their taxes and getting their kids to school and taking care of business and making the country work. These people were undermining everything and everybody to the full extent they could. It's really hideous. It is a battle of powers and principalities if there ever were one. I I agree with you. Now, Sydney, do you have any idea who did who 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 ordered that that assassination of of Loeffler's aide? No, I have no idea. Okay. Any guesses? Any suspicions? I, yes, I mean it's really bad. So there you have it. She's kind of still talking about some of the stuff that went on in Georgia. And uh, it's always good to hear her voice. But if you just listen to that backstory narrative that she kind of gave when she wasn't talking about that, she kind of outlined almost everything we've covered, including the commentary over the course of this show so far. And it's just one of those things to where you have to really take in how big the enemy is that we're going against and the fact that thousands of years worth of investment isn't going to be erased over the term of maybe one presidency or the time shortly thereafter. And I think it's it's disheartening for some because we're in such a reward-based system and narrative that we you know, have been involved in in the last couple of decades here in the United States to where you feel like if you do something almost as simple as posting a fire meme, you'll get an instant result. And like we said, it's going to take a lot more actual work before we get to, uh, you know, probably the uh, result that we want. Coda, what do you think about that? Uh I love how Sydney Powell speaks, first of all, but you know, in the Patriot movement that we have going on right now, it's she's kind of like the legal team, mm-hmm. legal arm representing all of that. And she, <laughs> when she speaks, she just she seems so fed up and done with everything. Like you can just tell that she's been like at the you know in her office for like fourteen hours a day, and she's just like, oh my god, this is just such bullshit, and oh my god, we've just got to keep fighting this. I love her. I love her to death. It's hard not to love her. Yeah. She's pretty feisty. Extremely feisty. Noah? I'm just, I'm blown away by the change of animal print. It's good. I like it. I'm going to go with yes, queen. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So that might not have been the most controversial news clip of the week. And one that was missed by many, but not by me. Um, the attorney general from Texas appeared on Maria Bartiromo this weekend. And they were asking him about things related to election integrity. Um, Texas takes a lot of credit for, you know, kind of the same things Florida does in regards to how they were able to get it in, get it down, get it done in record time and make their announcement. And I want you guys to hear this clip right now that you probably haven't heard. And if you did, be as surprised as I was the first time I heard it. election integrity. Uh, This is a subject that has become taboo. We're not allowed to question the 2020 election. We're not allowed to question what's going on in Arizona or in Georgia. 
what do you say to what is going on in Georgia and how Texas is similar to that situation around election 2020? Yeah, so if you look at election results from four years ago, Georgia and Texas were very similar. We fought off 12 lawsuits. We were sued 12 times over mail-in ballots, but it was Harris County, it was Travis County, these big urban counties that wanted to mail out all these mail-in ballots in violation of state law, clearly what was not allowed by the state legislature. And so we fought these off, and they, they didn't want signature verification. We were told by a federal judge that was, that was unconstitutional. So we had state lawsuits, different counties, federal lawsuits. We had 12 of them. We won every single one of them. Had we not won every single one of those lawsuits, I'm convinced that those ballots would have gone out and we would have been just like Georgia who decided to capitulate and sign consent decrees and say it's okay. We're going to let these mail-in ballots go out. We're not going to, we're going to allow no signature verification. We're going to allow drop boxes. All those things had an impact. And instead of Georgia and Texas having similar results this time, because we defended those lawsuits, Trump won. We were able to have a Republican legislature here, and in Georgia, it was completely turned. So are you saying that because of what we saw in mail-in ballots in Georgia, you're questioning the results? I absolutely am questioning. I know what would have happened here. They would have stopped counting, just like they did in those states, and they would have been counting mail-in ballots until they get the right number of votes, and suddenly Trump loses, and we lose the state house here. We lose some of our Supreme Court justices, and it wouldn't have been a legitimate count because they wouldn't have followed state law. So are you questioning what happened in the 2020 election? Absolutely. They didn't follow state law in these states. It's clear. Whether you think there was fraud or not, it's imp almost impossible to prove the fraud because they separated the ballots. They never, they never did the signature verification. So the proof, the evidence is gone. But we do know they didn't follow state law. And I know that in Texas, had they not followed state law, that we would have lost the election because they would have been more opportunity for fraud. As well. Well, yeah. I mean, that's something that hasn't been on any of the news stations and i'm sure her executive producers were fucking gasping oh yeah <laughs> when she asked that follow-up question the old pearls you know it's just one of those things optics are everything this audio clip would not exist if there weren't things going on behind the scenes um the maricopa forensic audit wouldn't be going on if it didn't lead to some sort of end game that was not everything we've been told up to this point. Mm -hmm. Mike Lindell would not be spending his millions of dollars instead of investing it in Dogecoin to save the Republic. It's a good move right now. Kind of is. I got to, um, just really quickly though. Interject. Yeah. I want to ask her because the last time last time we spoke, you weren't sure about Lindell, and I just wondered what you thought now about him, whether it changed or whether you're about the same. I I like him. I'm gonna like him until he gives me a reason not to. Um, the only reason why I didn't, I kind of had a little mixed feelings about him, was because uh, after DC, um, we have the GOF three percenters here in Florida, and my pillow donates to the GOF, mm -hmm. and we the people down here just got really set up in DC for, you know, like for a lot of things. And, um, just the fact that his company was donating to it and, you know, just listening to other conspiracies about him. I was just kind of like, meh, he could be Did he like, call it, controlled opposition. Mentioned that he like gave everybody like a hotel room and stuff and all that kind of stuff. And you all. Yeah. Yeah. He rented out the whole third floor and a couple hotels for, the three percenters to go out there yeah and so it i don't know it just kind of gave everybody like a 
a, a bigger boost. Like they had bigger balls going out there and it's, you know, fortunately and unfortunately at the same time, we've got to be the party of the, the higher ground, the high morale, you know, not, not straying into bullshit and in how Antifa plays because otherwise we're no better than that. Right. So it's, it's a very tight rope to walk and just to have, I mean, but I could say the same thing about Trump if I really wanted to, because he was the one like, you know, it's going to be big. It's going to be huge. You know, talking about the sixth. So mm-hmm. I, I do like him. It's just, uh, we'll see. We'll see if he turns out to be just another ego, but, uh, you know, he's an ego on our team, so I can't ask for too much, I guess. Yeah, I definitely don't hate it. And that's, that's some good points about him as well. I mean, you have to be able to look at it from both sides of the spectrum. I tend to look yeah. at it only from the positive, Nick, for the most part, for the negative. <laughs> yeah. And hey, when I say negative, he's directly referencing his past, not his present. Um, but, you know, it is good to look at it through multiple lenses and, and, and kind of break it down because, you know, he does kind of give off gray hat vibes. But I definitely think he's leaning more towards the white hat lately, just based off of how passionately and, and at the forefront he's been of this whole, you know, movement since January. Um, I, I feel like he represents the, the peak, like, just the average person. I know he's a business owner, but I feel like he represents the, because they see these, the, like, QAnon, kooky, like, crazy people. Um, but, you know, we're just normal like him. And when he went on Jimmy Kimmel, I haven't seen the whole thing yet. Oh, but you don't want to watch He did really no, well. Yeah, he did do well, but it kind of, like, I, I got almost teary eyed about how bad they Im- tried to embarrass him. You know, they brought out, like, a body <laughs> double and. They tried to make him sound like he didn't know anything about the actual interworkings of the forensic audit, which he said he was paying people millions to work on. And I kind of used the like, same example of when you talk about Donald Trump. Well, they hit him up about details, like what does IP stand for, an like, IP address. Protocol. It's like it's internet protocol, protocol, but like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> no, you know, he know. knows what it is. Yeah, it's like when, when they used to say Donald Trump really used, to, used to hire illegals to dig the ditches that his buildings would go into. Like Donald Trump had any power over anything to do with that other than his name being on the check it's like the same thing mike lindell if he could have done the information in regards to the forensic audit and his documentaries that he's doing himself he would have done it but he says he spent millions of dollars to hire some of the world's best to come in and do it for him so he shouldn't have to make those you know intricate claims he should just be able to give a broad synopsis of what's going on in regards to what he knows so, which I think is, is is more often the case, but they really tried to hem him up on some stuff that they figured they could get him on, and they did, which is fine. But, you know, I... I, I think he knew it was coming, Matt. I do think he knew it was coming. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He it, took it really well. It was, it was pretty... There, the pieces of shit. He, knew, he knows the pieces of shit. Well, Jimmy Kimmel's a piece of shit. Like, 20 years ago, he was doing blackface and, 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 and like, a sex talk line show. So, I mean... What is he going to make fun of Mike Lindell for? Well, I mean, just imagine if, uh, you know, she was on the other foot. That's the same argument always. It's like, well, you fucking did this crazy shit. Like, come on. Yeah. Asshole. Maybe Mike Lindell should have came out in blackface. Oh. Probably wouldn't have went over Probably well. not a good move. No. Um, Greg Paxson was on the border with Maria Bartiromo, and that's why the audio that we played sounded windy. And they were talking about the border crisis, which is where... Challenge. Right? We're at right now. The surge or... Whatnot. No, because they are not insurgents. Stop it. I hate her. Today is day 42 since Kamal Harris has been appointed border czar by resident Has Biden. she come down yet? She has not come down to the border, huh. nor has she given a press statement in regards to it. 
She's claimed to have taken calls with leaders from Mexico and South America. However, so border Zoom calls. Yeah. It's kind of like coming down, I guess. Probably wearing the masks. Yeah. Um, 300 new migrants moved from the border this week and into San Diego, where they're being housed at the convention center. Nearly 50 of them are COVID positive. Didn't we have U.S. citizens that were being housed there previously? Yes, homeless vets. Yeah. Well, not all vets, but there were probably some vets in there. I'm going to use the broad brush yeah. of homeless vets. Yeah. Now they're just homeless again. Where They just put them back on the street? Right on the street. Back in the tent cities? Well, they moved them out from in front of the convention center because the, the migrant families don't want to look at them. Yeah. yeah. It's awkward. It's pretty terrible. And I don't know if you saw yesterday a boat containing 32 migrants and one smuggler capsized off the coast of San Diego, killing three. Um... The smuggler put out distress calls and called the marina first, asking for them not to call law enforcement, which <laughs> triggered the marina to immediately call law enforcement, but it was too late. The vessel got caught in the kelp and capsized and then broke completely apart and sank. What? So, How does that even happen? I don't know. Was it rough seas? Yeah. Oh. It looked it. They showed the actual end of the boat sinking. It looked like the end of Jaws. Oh. Yeah. Should have had a bigger boat. Oh. And if, if things can't get any brighter than that, an independent whistleblower working within the San Antonio Convention Center, also housing migrants in Texas, has now blown the whistle in saying that people are coming and claiming children without verifying any ties to being their family members. Well, that's nothing new. Wow. Yes, but which is igniting a huge human trafficking and sex trafficking scandal there right now where they've halted all children being released after some of these claims have been made by whistleblowers. Yeah. People are just showing up and basically picking a kid out of the lineup and saying, "Oh yeah, that one's mine. Let's go." And this is uh, insane. Yeah, this is this it's is insane. the Ray. You have some <laughs> a lot of a lot you, of Wayfair vans a, showing up. <laughs> yeah, you have a little bit of feedback on what unmitigated migration can do to a country. You live in the UK, and over the last decade, the EU has made much pleasure in ruining the overall demographic of the country by um, incorporating mm -hmm. half of Northern Africa there. Why don't you tell our Pretty listeners much. a little bit of what that unmitigated migrant integration can do to a country? Yeah, I was just going to quickly say that I haven't seen my family. I have a very small family. Oh, okay. Pretty much all of it is in Texas um, since Christmas 2019. And I, I probably, well, now Biden has just banned you guys from coming to the UK. Huh? So we've had a ban this whole time whole time we haven't been able to go over um i'm like oh shall i just get on a plane to mexico and then jump over the border because right now that seems like more of a um an easy route to go i would say and even if i'm covid positive they'll, they'll still let me in right i, I don't know i wouldn't really pass the mexican anyway um in terms of what's happened in the uk like oh my god um i mentioned this to you Ronnie, yesterday like Back, way back when, when um, my grandparents lived in Bradford, which is which is up north, which is now I would say ninety percent Pakistani, easily, maybe a little bit more. Like you can drive down the the roads, and the businesses will be in Arabic. Um, you, there's no English words there, and and what have you. So, but way back when, my great grandparents actually took in uh, one of their neighbors we're still friends with them, they're Indians they now live in Canada mm -hmm. um, and they were really discriminated against back then and 
my great grandparents were just like, we're not having that. We're going to, you know, take you in, take you under our wing and make sure you're going to be okay. They ended up actually leaving the UK because of all the people that were coming over in mass amounts. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of insane to see. I mean, you don't really notice it, but what they do is the councils and the government, they put everyone in the same place so that they kind of take over an area, um, and then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I don't know whether you've seen the size of the mosques here. They're huge. They've destroyed churches to make place for mo- like mosques. And I mean, I'm fairly like, I'm really quite an open person. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to discriminate against people for what they believe in. Right. Um, but it's, it's, it's scary. It's scary to see. Because there's a lot of young, so let's go to like the migrants coming over the channel. Um, So the French are actually putting them into our waters and we have to take them. Yep. So they'll put them into our area and then we have to take them over. And they'll be coming over in like speedboats, not not dinghies, like full speedboats with like little things on the back of them so they can move quickly. And you'll see that it's not... um, God, people would hate me for seeing this kind of thing. Like, honestly, I would get so much shit for this. But it's not women and children. It's it's young men that are coming over. Oh. Um, and Nigel Farage, which you guys know about. Military age males. Yeah. Our guy. He's and amazing. They're not doctors um, and lawyers either, right? He's he's the only one that's going out there and being like, documenting exactly what he's seeing. He sure has. Of, he, he pretty much live tweets as soon as the boat lands in the UK and what kind of boat it is, what the contents of the boat are, the demographic of what the boat is, and how many mm-hmm. people are on it. I see him posting that stuff all the time on Twitter. He just hangs out on the beach? No, he's got people that I'm sure yeah. work for him that do it. But, I mean, they make it seem like, you know, it's it's all these struggling families, and, and it's just not. It's like, you know, contrastedly to the United States, we've seen so many times where – these family units come in and it's with rented children. Usually the male and female don't even know each other, or it's just all males and kids. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and they're, it's not their biological children or even family members. They're just, you know, it's like the cartels put the migrants on boats in France and, and get them over to the UK. They do the same thing in the United States. They get them once they cross from South America into Mexico, they put mm-hmm. a monetary value on their head and say, this is how much you have to work off. And then they semi-truck them up to the United States and kind of just throw them over the border or put them in the Rio Grande or, you know, walk them up to a, a, a port at, uh, you know, anywhere on the southwest border and just kind of push them across. And then once they get released uh, from the port of entry, they're just basically indentured servants paying off their debts, you know, 5,000 like plus ahead. Slaves. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That's, what, that's what they are. They're slaves of the cartel. Yeah. And, and, you know, we had a we had a an audio clip on the show last week where where it said um there was a a tahoe pulled over that had 18 people in it and three of them were confirmed cartel members and they were there to make sure that the people that they were crossing were going to get to their destination and put right into work and they wound up releasing all of them so yeah it's it's really sad like it's it's really sad to see it like i know we talk about it so um like just blase, like, you know, these, uh, like the images of the children being thrown over the wall. Right. 
Um, and like, obviously the baby's being thrown in his distractions. Like they don't see these people as people, as human beings. It's just so sad. Um, and I don't, this is the thing, like when we go back to like what, you know, with Nick saying like kind of being black pulled and being like, you know, all these people are coming in, like, yeah, we, we want to see Biden fuck up. Like we want to see how bad it's going to be, but what are we going to do with all these? What are you guys going to do with all these people? Like I even live there and I feel like I live there. <laughs> like talking about your country as if like I literally live there. Cause it's obviously I'm into the, the news every day and, I, and right. I see it. It's just, it's just really sad. And it's, it's, it's worrying that cause all of the videos I've seen, like they're just young women that, and they're pregnant. They, they're going to have, they're going to any second, they're going to have this child. Yeah. And, and you know, this, is it, is it a citizen? Is it, it's just a mess. It's so, so bad. But do we have to get to the point where it's just so, so bad and it's a mess for us to change? I don't, I don't know whether, whether that's the case, but I hope so. Well, I, I mean, optimistically speaking with, with when it was all happening under Trump, when all the people were getting sent in and there was definitely uh, moves that were made that were detrimental to, or well, instrumental in making him look bad right. as a president. And you would think that now that they've gotten what they wanted and their side's in power, that they would want to stop this stuff because eventually you're going to have to deal with all these people and you're going to have to deal exactly. with the economic ramifications of trying to feed, house, and clothe all these people who aren't going to be able to contribute to society just At because all. of language barrier, uh, skill sets, just you know being... And like Dr. Peter Navarro said earlier in this year, by the end of fiscal year 2021... We're going to see as many as 2.1 million people cross from outside of the United States into it as economic migrants. Yeah. And we're going to take them all in. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, absolutely terrible. And pair thing. that with the pending inflation that we're going to be dealing with. Yeah. All of our stuff is going to cost more because we're paying for all of their shit. Um, but they'll be getting free shit still. So they, all, they always them. get free shit. Yeah. And again, we like to we like to make sure that we everyone knows there is a difference between someone with a legitimate asylum or refugee claim. Yeah. If, you, if you come from yeah. a war torn area, if your entire village was raised by terrorists and, and burnt down, and your family members were killed, and you were able to be you know get out of the country and be smuggled over to the United States, and you come to claim asylum or you're a refugee, that's one thing. But economic migrants coming to the United States solely because one of your family members lives here, or because there's more opportunity. You know, because you get paid $5 an hour to pick cabbage here rather than getting $0.05 cents an hour to pick it in Mexico or in Guatemala or Honduras or any of those countries. You know, and, and we don't have the cartels as widespread here controlling everything in the United States as they do in other countries. Well, and they're being encouraged down there by American citizens and cartel members. Yeah, NGOs, lawyers, yep. to just head on up. Go get it. And they send they send all of the money back anyway to the family most of the time. That's what happens here. Billions of dollars a year. Yeah, the amount of like if you look around like any liquor store or small bodega in San Diego County, it's <laughs> like it's gonna have one of those. Oh, what's the name of those money transfer? I forget what it is. Western Unions. N not even Western Union. Like L, L Western Union. No, there's like a a more ghetto version of that. I I, I just decoded it up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Not. You, Dakota. The other Dakota. Our old host, Dakota. But, I mean, moving on with the Biden administration and uh, lack thereof, an ABC poll showed that this week 23% of all Americans now think that the country is more unified since 
basements occupied the office. Unified? Listen, among that, 23%, 87% give him credit for that. So now you're talking about 19% of Americans think that he's unified the country <laughs> since being elected. Yeah, it, it was a pretty... And ter- they're all Chinese bots, right? Well, I mean, I just think they put the number 87 out there and tried to hope that we wouldn't see the, the 23% total. And yeah, yeah, there was like a plus 14% Democrats in that um, poll. So that's even scarier that not only is the vibe of the country feeling extra crappy, but they are um, having severe buyer's remorse. Um, There's new claims that have surfaced out of Iran this week that Biden is now paying for prisoner exchanges again. And denying it like like the Obama administration with pallets of cash, similar to what happened during the Obama administration. Um, there's also reports this week now that during the Trump administration and in between the first and second impeachment, there was a second steel dossier produced from the UK. Um, Ooh. yeah, it, the story just broke yesterday and it says former British spy and MI6 operative Christopher Steele reportedly produced a second scandal ridden dossier about former president Donald Trump as he occupied the White House. As we all know, Steele's first dossier, which has been widely debunked as opposition research and misinformation, um, claimed that Russia had damaging information on Trump. The document in part led to the special counsel, which found nothing. Um, the second dossier contains raw intelligence that makes further claims of Russian disinformation and meddling in the U.S. election. Jasmine Austin, second plug. Uh, regarding the existence of further sex tapes, the second dossier is reliant on separate sources... Uh, to those who supplied information of the first reports. So yeah, second steel dossier. What do you guys think? More bullshit, Russian disinfo, third plug, um, and more Donald Trump peeing on the beds. What do you guys think? Love it. <laughs> I, I find it weird that it can't. Did you say it came out yesterday? Yeah, it was announced yesterday that there was uh, evidence that a, th- a second one had been produced and, and probably exchanged hands during. What this. else was announced yesterday? Oh, quite a few other things. Let's see what what could be announced yesterday. We had Bill Gates, former human. <laughs> Rhonda Savage. Right, probably already dead. And um, who's that actor that plays his wife, Kevin Klein? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, those they, are brutal. They've announced that uh, after. 27 years of beep, but has anybody seen them in the same place of beat bop booping uh that they're calling it quits so they put out a statement yesterday um yeah my, was, my mom like truly believes that they're trying to kill everyone but she doesn't believe that melinda might be a guy oh god i wonder if he uh transferred over a lot of his uh, holdings to hair well he released a statement yesterday that stated this is from former human Bill Gates. After a great deal of thought and a lot of work in our relationship, we have made the decision to end our marriage. Over the last 27 years, we have raised three incredible simulations and built a foundation that works all over the world to kill a whole bunch of people in India and enable, enable people to be less healthy or lead healthy and productive lives. Obviously, we're paraphrasing. Yeah. Oh, okay. We continue to share a belief that the mission will continue to work together at the foundation. 
Georgia Guidestones. Uh, but we will no longer believe that we can grow together as a couple in the next phase of our lives as reptos. We ask for space and privacy while we shed our skin for our family as we begin to navigate this new life. Um, some of the memes that have been out over the last couple oh, days, we had oh, wow. Napoleon Dynamite guy on the computer saying, updating my Tinder profile. We've had yeah. a whole bunch of, of uh, photoshopped ones just in time for white boy summer. <laughs> we got the two old guys throwing stacks on the strippers that says um, white boy summer confirmed. I mean, you name it. There was some, some good memes out yesterday, but it takes away from some of the other stuff that's going on. And one of the big ones that I saw yesterday, um, in addition to the steel dossier, which is a nothing burger. There's Maxwell as well, though, wasn't there? That's There's right. Information Reading from the Daily Mail right now, Ghislaine Maxwell, or Glenn, as she's known on this show, sex Glenn. crime trial in New York is delayed until the fall after two new charges and a fourth accuser are produced and come forward that were added to the case. And some of the bullet points say... Um, her trial on charges she produced teenage girls for billionaire pedophile Jeffrey Epstein to sexually abuse is delayed until the fall of 2021. <laughs> it was originally scheduled to start July 12, but the U.S. district judge delayed it because of new charges and a new witness were added last month. Um, Glenn, who is 59, has pleaded not guilty to sex trafficking and other charges over her alleged role in producing these teenage girls for Epstein. They keep making it a point to say for Epstein when that's Everybody knows who knows anything about that case knows that that's not the case. The charges related to the abuse um, occurred between the years of 1994 and 2004. However, were probably going on for eons before that. And not just with them, but her whole crime syndicate family. And it said last week the judge rejected her fourth bail application and she is, and she is likely to remain in jail. Oh, if she got bail, she'd be gone. Until her trial or that she doesn't kill herself. Quote, unquote. I just... I just find it so insane that people's outrage is so selective. That's one of the things that really bothers me. Like, you can be pissed. You can be, like, you reading that, like, made my blood boil. Of course. And, like, people have, uh, you know, they want to hear about Bill and Michael Gates. Or, <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of Michaels. Michael Obama and Michael Gates. Maybe it's, like, a trend, but. Big Mike! Um, <laughs> sorry, you, you said it. Yeah, but it's sorry. just it's just insane to me that people don't just don't care. They really don't. But it's if you look at like if you look at liberals and how they should tear things, if right. you were to sit down and tell them, you know, this is really bad, this is bad, this is bad, she would be at the top. Like they should really give a shit about that and they they don't because the news doesn't tell them. Like last night I was listening, it was ten o'clock news and Bill and Melinda were the top news. I was like, what else is going on? Yep. Like, there's obviously something else going on. But it's just it makes me so sad. Like we have oh. our priorities a little out of order. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so other mm. other news we got in our in our roundup right here is Rudy Giuliani, his his Manhattan apartment was raided this week. It makes the fifth Trump lawyer that has been raided by the FBI and I think eighth friend total since the start of his presidency. Um, the FBI took an, an extensive amount of hardware and software, but failed to take the Hunter Biden laptop, which was there, <laughs> and Rudy Giuliani identified. Um, well, it was the hard the hard disk, right? Yeah, we and, we don't need to spend too much time on this, but for the fact of the matter, did is, he have a copy of the actual hard drive? Um, I don't know what he had. I know he's in possession of of something, though. I think the FBI 
might have the originals or they said they lost them, but I know Rudy probably has lots of backups. Well, it was just funny because right. he's in there and he's like, oh, okay, uh, here, take this and take this. And, and do you want these too? These are the the Hunter Biden discs. And, the, and they just like take his no, word no, for what it was. It's like, it would have been the funniest thing ever if he actually did have something legitimate to hide. Just be like, well, this is the Hunter Biden one. You guys don't want this one, right? And just be like, that's where all this shit is. Like, we're, we're literally talking we're, about... We're going to take your word for it. America's mayor. Yeah. And the man who cleaned up the uncleanable city. I'm not saying he's got something to hide. I'm just saying like... No. It's just idiotic that the FBI would be like, hey, no, what is this one? Okay, take don't need that it. one. Yeah. yeah. But believe, believe it or not, that wasn't the biggest black eye for some of our least luster federal agencies um the director of the cia yesterday produced a narrative um praising the Derek chauvin verdict as one step forward in addressing the trauma of racism and persistent inequality in our nation this is after three jurors already have come forward and admitted that they were ready to convict on day one of the trial before they heard any evidence not only that one of those three jurors went on to participate in Black Lives Matter rallies wearing Black Lives Matter apparel mm -hmm. directly following the verdict in Washington, D.C. That was a Get Off Our Next t-shirt or something, right? Yeah, that had Martin Luther mm -hmm. King on it and, yeah. and BLM logos on it. So He seems impartial, uh, you know. Well, here's the fact of the matter. Yeah. Whether anybody wants to hear it or not, when that eventually goes to the Supreme Court, Derek Chauvin's getting off and walking free. Sorry, it, it's not the narrative that everybody wants to hear. The evidence was overwhelming, and we've said it on this show dozens of times. George Floyd didn't deserve to die, but George Floyd did whatever happened to himself. Okay, he was a mm -hmm. career criminal. He was overdosing on drugs. He had a really bad detention, um, and those officers tried to do everything they could to make his detention more humane before it got to the point to where he lost his life. And that's the fact mm -hmm. of the matter. You've had expert witness after expert witness come on, debunk the autopsy, show the toxology report. You've had all of their character and key witnesses either plead the fifth or give no relevant information in regards to the case other than he was a drug dealer. You have his long rap sheet of whatever. And then, you you know, if you really want to go down rabbit holes, you had the CPR factory burned down, the CPR doll producing factory burned down the day before the detention if George Floyd was even really alive and didn't die in Corpus Christi in 2004. I think that's a reach. His brother's a Freemason, though, right? That's what she said. With he did. Ha he did have a Freemason tattoo on his chest. With boobs. Yeah. And the fact that the his girlfriend was the new kid who died, old teacher, and like this, this movie is just yeah, very confusing. It, it, There's it, a lot of six degrees right, of Kevin it, it's Bacon. It's pretty yeah. funny how George Floyd was at, was his girlfriend's drug dealer, but she was this other kid who died teacher. Kind of makes me think and that then, the. Uh, well, we've seen a lot of teachers recently. work together at the club because right. bouncer and chef, whatever the hell it was, which was well known for being a, a money laundering outfit. But even that cringeworthy statement by the CIA director yesterday couldn't top. And I don't know if you guys heard the CIA's new woke recruitment hype <laughs> video. I don't even want to know. Oh, it's. I want to say it's bad, but it's really bad. It's a bad acting too. <laughs> All right, I'm going to play it for you guys. And I want you guys to let me know what you what you think about this bad boy. Let me see.
When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow dammed up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Sora's sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. I am a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. Mm. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box-checking exercise. I am a walking declaration, a woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I earned my way in, and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. I am educated, qualified, and competent, and sometimes I struggle. I struggle feeling like I could do more, be more to my two sons, and I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me, full stop. My parents left everything they knew and loved to expose me to opportunities they never had. Because of them, I stand here today a proud first-generation Latina and officer at CIA. I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Know your worth. Command your space. That made my pineal gland. Give me the hell off this planet. I have no words. That was terrible. Yeah, I was. I. I oh, okay, listen. I got nothing. First of all, how dare you? They were talking about not checking boxes. They literally checked every fucking box. Every single one of them. But before we give any comment, and then there was a declaration in there too. How rude of us. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. There you go. Yeah. Ladies. <laughs> you both happen to be ladies. How dare me. Wow. How, did you just assume their genders? Did you just assume, yeah. Oh, you you gotcha. just painfully sat through that. Why don't you guys both weigh in on that before we even start to think about giving commentary? How dare us? I don't understand this whole woman bullshit. Like, I, I, as a woman in the United States, I this country is the only country that I have the most freedom as a young woman. Right. I don't understand how the, it's like this big ordeal. Like I can change a diaper with one hand and do, yes, honey. Yes. Great job. That's what women do. Cool. Um, but the whole stereotype and stigma, stigma, stigma around women. I don't, I don't get it. Women can already do everything that a man can do it, you know, job wise, but it's like, <laughs> we're different for a reason guys. Just own it. Yeah. I don't understand. Bray, what do you think about that? Well, I've started calling women women, like as in wah, because all they seem to do is complain constantly. And I'm personally tired of it because I have never, maybe it's because of my resting bitch face, but I've never been um, a victim of like guys or men 
looking at me differently. I've always just felt like I can compete on, I mean, I can't compete in the same level. Like, you know, I do CrossFit. There's people, there's guys who can lift like double that I can lift. But when it comes to like just general, maybe I'm lucky, I don't know, but it really pisses me off because it's all taught. So all of this stuff to do with women being second, not second best, but, um, it's just this whole victimhood mentality just just fucks me off because I've never personally I've never felt like I've, I've a victim. I mean, there's definitely times where I could have done, but I, I can't. That whole that whole segment of that, like you just said, I'm not box checking, and she's just box checked the whole way down of identity. Like these people are trying so hard to prove to everyone else what their identity is. They don't even know what it is. Right. They have no idea. And your identity should be, I believe just for you and, and you know, how you feel about yourself every day when you wake up, like that's your, you know, your soul, your imprint, everything. Whereas I was these, shit. Yeah, these, you know? yeah, like no one cares. And they, they want the self, you know, they want the validation from everyone. And they want people to tell them that, Oh, that's so cool. Like, yeah, you, you know, you, you're amazing. And you, you posted this nice illustration on Instagram and it's like, yeah, girls rule. And it's just like, the thing is like men and women are supposed to be different and we complement each other in certain ways. Like I'm definitely what you would say. I know they all say trad wife, but like, I'm not married yet, but I'm definitely traditional. And I want it to kind of be the way. No, that makes total sense. And I mean, like, the sad part about that video was they had shown pictures of her accomplishing things physically, right? And, and it showed pictures from, like, her graduation and with her family. It also showed, like, numerous awards that she had won that had nothing to do with being woke. But the fact of the matter was they needed her to verbally go and virtue signal all of those things like she didn't physically do it. Like she needed mm-hmm. to be this whole carbon cutout of what, how big of a douchebag you need to be to fill those roles these days, and and I and I just think it's really sad because it sounds like her overall resume was pretty accomplished and polished, but she just ruins it by sounding like one of the idiots that you can't stand, you know, being around because they're yelling at you to like put your mask up in a supermarket or something like that, and mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, they're gonna realize. It's only going to hurt them until they don't have those luxuries anymore. And it goes with mm-hmm. the whole transgender sports, Title IX thing that's going on. Um, you know, women have gotten so woke in, in, in a lot of aspects these days, they're starting to cancel themselves out, even of things that mm-hmm. are only set aside for them, like sports. And now you see him coming back and saying, like, well, well that's not fair. You know, we didn't, we didn't win because... Johnny was running in the lane next to me. Well, you shouldn't have been at that. You voted for this. Yeah, exactly. 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 So that's just kind of where we're at right now. Well, that's the whole the whole thing we're dealing with in in all of the victimization and self-victimization that we have. It's like I know plenty of women who've never felt like they've been vict- victimized. I know p- plenty of people who are in minority demographics that don't feel like they've ever been victimized. They've felt, you know, tinges of whatever you want to call it but like they're not less successful because of it and i think it's it's super dangerous yeah it's super dangerous to tell people that like we're teaching young kids that they're that they're victims and they're less 
when you know, they life should, they is should just be to themselves just to you and revolve or, around you and life the, doesn't work like that it's right. not fair or that they're racist from inception yeah you know it's just yeah. one of those things it's not true and it's not the way that we should you know be conducting ourselves yeah little kids shouldn't be taught to see color it's like little kids don't like little kids are little kids they hang out with whoever they want like i like this kid i don't like this kid has nothing to do with anything other than their little kids that's racist yeah if you say you don't see color that's racist that's the most racist of them all we we did our whole uh critical race theory in 1619 project show um you know, a while back, and it really pointed out. We did the eight great myths about critical race theory, and that was. Did it I point think, out that we're all racist? Yes, it did. Oh, that's right. I forgot. So, and, and the only thing you can do. I'm so racist, I forget that I'm racist. Is try to reduce your mm-hmm. racism because at the end of the day, unless you are the chosen demographic of the week, you are anything other than that is completely racist. You mean like the week, like the calendar, or the week, like weak people? Both. Okay. So, I mean, there's. When, just, um, when sorry, when my uh, little niece came over to, to visit, mm-hmm. there's we have this place where it's like a science place, and there's like anatomy, and there were these little dolls. There was like three or four dolls available, and there were I think like there was one black doll and like three white dolls, and she picked up the black doll and started cuddling it and carrying it around, and I thought like wow that's so cute like she doesn't see it but then i'm like shit why do i feel like that i shouldn't feel like that like it's just you know a different colored baby like why am i thinking that and i'm like it's because of the program and it's because of the system and they're making me feel a certain way about a situation when i should literally just be like she's picked up a baby yeah 100 i don't disagree with you at all and uh mm-hmm. you know it's just one of those things that moving forward i hope it tends to sort itself out like most things do but Mm -hmm. uh you know we'll just have to see what happens ladies and gentlemen today on the steak for breakfast podcast we have some very special guests um jenna haig state representative florida's fighting 98th um running there and her campaign manager katie hardy welcome to the show hi there Thanks so much for having us. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules to come down and uh, share what you guys got going on with us. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Beautiful, sunny South Florida. Can't complain too much. Wish I was in Florida sometimes. Yeah, sometimes we all wish we were in Florida. All the time. (laughs) We're in in Actually, most of the time now. Anywhere else but California, actually. Yeah. Yeah. When you get when you got the tri-state area and and you know Pennsylvania saying that they're going to open up and not California, then you really just feel like the worst stepchild of them all. <laughs> you guys got to get out of there, hurry, run. Yeah, it's weird though because I never I never thought I would ever say that. Like I was born here, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm gonna live in California forever. And then now I'm just like, yeah, kind of Arizona, anywhere else, but here's looking great now. No. Yeah, people are like, Arizona's really hot. And you're like, I really don't care at I this don't point. Care. I'll yeah. be hot the you know rest of my life if I have to. You know what else is really hot? My mortgage prices. Yeah. <laughs> my, pro- <laughs> my property taxes are the masks that we're still wearing everywhere. Oh, geez. Which is what we're going to get into now. And Jenna, we got a couple questions that we want to ask you so that our listenership can get to know you um, as you go down your journey um, with your candidacy and campaign. So obviously, kind of cliche to say, but something that you would ask anybody that's running for anything. What was the motivating factor behind your bid to run for representative? 
Um, to be honest, my kids. Um, I have two young kids, okay. and I got, I would say, more involved in politics about a year, year and a half ago, helping out with the Trump campaign, like the ground game here okay. in South Florida, and door knocking and things like that. And I started to really pay a lot more attention. And, you know, listen, I'm an adult. I've, I've lived part of my life already and I've enjoyed a lot of freedoms. And I am fearful for my kids that they won't have those same opportunities. And so I decided it's time to get up and fight and try to make sure that we keep things as free as we can. And, you know, knowing that the state legislators hold so much power, although the federal government doesn't like to think that, um, that's where I decided that I would be most useful. Okay. And that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think two out of three of us here on this show have families and, and a lot of the things that we're passionate about on this podcast have to do with, Thanks. you know, things going on. Well, <laughs> no, it has dogs. So he, he's, a, he's a dog daddy. But, you know, things that are going on that, that seem like they're big news, but when you funnel it down to the to the core values of what the issues are, they, they directly affect the children in, in some way, shape, or form. And, and a lot of the people that are getting into politics right now seem to have you know, the, the well-being of their children at the forefront of the motivation behind their campaign. So it's good to hear that. Um, when it comes to the current political climate, where exactly do you stand um, or ideologically align yourself? What would you, what, would, what kind of a candidate would you call yourself? Um, I would say I'm a conservative and a constitutionalist, right? Okay. I think that the constitution is absolute. There, there's no, there's no wiggle room there. It's not to be decided on. Those are the laws and the land that were set out from our forefathers and they have brought us so much freedom and liberty and really the ability to have such an amazing country that, that we've enjoyed for so many years that I think those are the things that we need to continue to stand for. Yeah. Sounds about right. I think we can all agree with you on that one. Um, before I get into a couple questions I have into Florida specifics, I have a piece of audio that I pulled this morning. It was from a cable news show last night, and it goes directly um, kind of with the first two questions that I asked you. I just want you to listen briefly and then kind of get your feedback. I'm going to play a part of it right now and see um, if you can not only agree with this is the way things are going on, kind of at the state level, but definitely in D.C. right now and, and, and overall in regards to both parties. Here, check this out. Turns out we didn't know the half of it. Over the weekend, we got a call from a source who said that, in fact, Frank Luntz and Kevin McCarthy are not simply friends, they're roommates. Kevin McCarthy lives in Frank Luntz's apartment in downtown Washington. That's what we were told, and honestly, we did not believe it. The top Republican in the House lives with a Google lobbyist? Come on, come on. Even by the sleazy and corrupt standards of politics in Washington, that did not seem possible. In fact, it sounded like a joke. But this morning, since we heard it, we called to check with Kevin McCarthy's spokeswoman. And when we raised this, she all but chuckled at the suggestion. No, when he's in Washington, she told us, Kevin McCarthy rents hotel rooms or sleeps in his office in the Capitol. Wait for he it. certainly isn't living with Frank Luntz. Okay, and that seemed logical to us, but we did press a little bit because we got the tip from someone we consider reliable and we just wanted to be sure. 
So the spokeswoman said she would get back to us. Two hours later, we got this text, quote, following up on our conversation from earlier today, because of the pandemic, McCarthy has rented a room in Washington at a fair market price from Frank once. So <laughs> there was that that kind of broke in the last 24 hours. And I don't want to throw Awkward. Kevin McCarthy under the bus. And I don't want to kind of jeopardize any kind of relationship that you might have at the D.C. level with any of these politicians moving forward. But I just want to get your opinion on it, because here's the thing. Frank Lutz may appear as a Republican pollster every time there's something that requires a poll on Fox News. However, he is a long established work history lobbying for Google, things like Delta Airlines and even Nike. So now you're talking about movements that are and businesses who are directly against traditional conservative constitutionalist values. And then when you find out the highest ranking Republican in the House is living with him <clears throat> where is the line blurred you know what i'm saying and, and and how does that make you feel as someone who's looking to jump into the political arena so i can say it doesn't surprise me right. um one thing that i have learned uh since i've gotten involved and the more and more i get involved each day that there's not really a line um it's it's really blurred and a lot of people that say that they stand for something actually don't it, it really depends on you know who's lining whose pocket and which way they think is going to be the easiest way for them to get reelected, mm -hmm. um and who contributed to their campaign you know and so the fact that he's so close to him so to speak um it it doesn't surprise me it's sad it's unfortunate i think um i think that if you are conservative and you are a constitutionalist and those are your values then you should stand up for those values no matter what exactly. and you know i mean for instance when everything happened with with parlor and amazon and the whole you know that whole thing i canceled my amazon account now it's a small thing right but but i'm not going to do business or i'm at least going to try my hardest to to not do business with a company or a person that so blatantly goes against my values and not just goes against them but really fighting against them mm -hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense, and I'm glad you kind of gave some insight into that because it's really important these days to understand. I mean, just to give a little bit more backstory, Kevin McCarthy is someone who's been going around bitching about Liz Cheney's stance on Donald Trump since the second impeachment. But at the same time, everybody needs to remember at the end of the day, he appointed her to the position that she's in right now, which is third highest ranking Republican. And it's just... Uh, you know, it's one of those things, a lot of it's for optics. And we like to see people who are getting into politics now not really have any of that dirty laundry to really deal with and go in on some true core conservative values. And and it's kind of refreshing to hear. Um, segwaying to something that's more specific to where you're at right now, how do you feel um, how Governor DeSantis has done both, and not only with coronavirus, which he's gotten a lot of praise and hate for, but overall as a governor and in general living in the state of Florida? I think he's done a great job. Um, 
you know, he came out yesterday with an executive order rescinding all local executive orders. So nice. uh, I applaud him very much for that because, you know, I live in Broward County and, and it's a pretty blue county. Mm-hmm. And our county commissioners were still enforcing mask mandates and capacity numbers and things like that in regards to COVID. Um, I would love to see him apply that to the school boards right? Um, because, you know, although I can walk into Publix uh, or any other store without a mask on, my daughter still has to wear one to go to school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, you know, that would be great if, if he could do that. Um, but just when it comes to, you know, the state overall, I think it's flourished and especially prior to the whole COVID thing happening, the state of Florida is really doing well. And I'm thankful every day that I live here and I'm not from uh, Florida originally. I've been here a long time, but I I am thankful every morning I wake up that, that I live in this state and have the governor I do because had the election gone the other way and we had Gillum, Mm. I think our state would be a scary place. <laughs> to say the least. When wow. I think Florida definitely set the tone for how to reopen and kind of how to stick it to... They barely closed. The, yeah, and the cancel culture combined with the fear-mongering of the coronavirus and then them standing up and going, look, we've opened up, numbers are still low, people are having fun, the economy's getting back to where it was because people are spending money, they're going out, they're eating, people uh-huh. are spring breaking over there. UFC just had a huge event, yep. full capacity there. Dana White made some really good commentary on that as well. Oh, his stance, he shut down reporters immediately. It was, it was epic. But Would you him. say he took a page out of the DeSantis playbook? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's just cool to see, like, it's almost like we're in detention here in California and we're peeking out the window during, like, lunch while we're – sitting in the classroom writing like standards over and over again and seeing all of our friends play kickball like on the playground the squidward looking out the window <laughs> yeah. and the, the principal's by himself on a zoom call wearing a mask and like wait what is he doing yeah here? and you're like what am i doing in here this i could just leave is that can i just leave <laughs> <laughs> all right so jenna recently you made a one day trip to the state capitol to speak there how was that experience for you overall um, it was a little crazy. So I, I have to say, thankfully, my husband is super supportive because the day before I went to speak, I looked at him and said, so I want to go to Tallahassee tomorrow. And it's seven hours from my house to Oof. go to the state capitol. Okay. Um, so we got in the car and drove seven hours. And originally the time that I was supposed to be allowed to speak was two to three minutes and it got cut down to about 30 to 45 seconds. Perfect. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, time well spent. Yep. I'm sure he yeah, was thrilled so, to hear that. Yeah. And we, and we drove back that night. So 14 cool. hours in the car for about 45 seconds of speaking, but, but it was important because I went to speak on um, the election integrity bill that was moving through the the house and the committee in florida and i was a poll worker for this past election and i saw things with my own eyes and being down in broward where it's so blue we really don't have representation right and you know listen the left knows how to organize and they know how to rally around things 
And I wanted to make sure that our voice was heard on how important this bill was and not just, oh, it's important, but it's important because these things have happened, whether you want to acknowledge them or not. I experienced them myself. You know, we live in a red state and I was still put in a back corner um, as a poll worker. And I still saw people walk in with their mail-in ballot and it never be spoiled and then walk over to vote with two ballots in their hands. So, you know, those things still happen and that's taking away any issues with the machines. That's just, you know, that's hard paper that, that things are going on. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess we're going to see between Arizona that's kind of wrapping up and Michigan, which looks like it's going to be starting. Spoiler alert. We're going to get into that a little bit later today on the show. Um, things are not done. Uh, but one last question for you. Um, in regards to a recent event you, that you attended, I saw that you met with General Flynn. He's a big favorite on the show. And with our audience yes. and listenership, how was that experience? Amazing. I mean, so I saw him speak in D.C. Okay. Um, in December, and but I was far away, and I didn't get a chance to actually meet him. I just listened to him speak. So when I had the opportunity to meet him and to hear him speak kind of close up in a more intimate setting, it's it's breathtaking, to be honest, because he's just so honest, and what he says rings so true to what's going on and how we really do need to stand up and we need to fight and that and when I say fight I don't mean physically but you know we need to stand up and say we're not just going to sit back and allow this country to be taken over and we know with the election wasn't truthful so we need to make sure that moving forward that things are done and put in place so it doesn't happen again it can't happen again right no um, and, and he i have to say he was one of the kindest people though that i've ever met because he really took his time to meet everybody there shake everybody's hand um to take a photo and to really take the time to you know be with each person yeah, that's pretty awesome from, from people that we work with and that have served with him and from people who have met him either along the campaign trail or after i've never heard anything other than pretty much what you just said he's truthful he's an inspiration and he's a down-to-earth um just regular person and a true patriot when you meet him katie before we get out of here, do you have anything to add with the uh, journey you're on right now with Jenna in regards to the campaign? Uh, I would like to say that Jenna is probably one of the realest candidates that you're going to meet. She's not a politician, and she will put America first. She is an actual person that wants nothing more than to secure a future for her children and her family, and then I think that's what most of us want. A lot of us are seeing a lot of changes in our country that are leading in the wrong direction that can leave our families in danger without a secure future. And right now, as a conservative, we all kind of got to get together and work together to make sure that that doesn't happen. No, that's that's pretty amazing points. And 
Yeah, you, not a politician in America first should be everybody's should be standard, first, yeah. first yeah. choice. Yeah, and it sounds like that's what you guys are campaigning on right now. Some really America first, family first, Constitution first values, which is important. You know, not only in just the state of Florida, but everyone that should, listens to this show and should be yeah. everywhere in the United States right now. Yeah. So. Um, Katie, why don't you tell us uh, where we can find you on social media if you want to give that out. And then we'll move over to uh, Jenna and let her tell our listeners where they can find her as well. Okay, well, I just launched a website called conservativekatie.com. It's not fully finished yet, but every day I'm adding to it more and more. And on there you can find the link directly to my Instagram account. Um, And also you can find the links for Maelstrom News, which is up and coming, gets... uh, Gets the real truth out there since a lot of our news is being censored. Yeah, it's hard like, to find. They're like another version of the national file. <clears throat> I, I like that. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, and on there it'll show you a lot of events that we're doing in South Florida to bring patriots together and get everyone out there involved to make a difference in our community. Perfect. And also, yeah, check out jennahag.com and donate if you can we are uh looking for donations to get this campaign rolling because we got to make sure that we win and we're going to put only america first candidates on that ballot the most 2022 that's the most important thing of all moving forward i think yeah i like it yeah for sure well ladies we appreciate both of you taking time out of your busy campaign schedule and families to come down Mm -hmm. and chat with us briefly today um we will be uploading this tonight or tomorrow and we'll be able to get all your information out there for our listeners and hopefully you get some followers and some donations especially in the area who can can contribute both monetarily and with a vote uh, moving forward and if you guys ever want to come back you guys know just reach out and we'll be more than happy to have you yep that's great thank you for this opportunity and i look forward to it you guys are great i love the show thank you guys so much for your time and um it's really been awesome. You guys do great work. We well, try. Thank, thank you very much. Thanks for coming on Steak for Breakfast podcast. Thank you. Well, I guess if there's anything that we know after listening to this show, it's that I've had an entire script written going into yesterday, and I threw it in the garbage because of all the shit that happened over the last 24 hours and pretty much rewrote it. Um... Because there was just a lot of stuff going on. So, but I really feel like, and it's like we all kind of pointed out today, when you're up against something that's so big and so dark and so bad and that has been around forever, holding the line, staying positive. Talking about death cults? Yes. Okay, just checking. We named them all in our (laughs) 5K post the other day. Um, You know, it's basically the only thing you can do. Try to get around like-minded and awake folk and share as much information and quality content as you can um before we get into it coda where can we find you social media and anything like that what do you got for us uh instagram dakota underscore watcher seven and dakota is spelled with a q instead of a k i like it ms ray what do you got for us Oh, me. Uh, so I'm We Have It All 17. All one word. But I, my spidey senses are like, I'm going to get mute. So mm. there is my backup, which I don't think it's in my bio. 
Um, it's we have it all underscore underscore seventeen, but you'll be able to find me because it comes up straight away. And then Qtards FM is Qtards underscore FM. And the thing is, we're not as cool as Stick for breakfast, so we're not on Apple. Well, we still bring the fire, and we're still mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, you, you guys we're are get drunk with us. Yeah, we're on Anchor and Spotify. Um, but uh, it's, I mean, we've been taken down because we had human fire. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're on Anchor and then Spotify as well. But QTARDS underscore FM is where you can find the podcast. And you get some really great content on that show. Speaking of shows that have great content, mm-hmm. the Steak for Breakfast podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, comment on the show. We appreciate it, and Nick won't call you an asshole. Unless you do the one-star review. And then he'll come find you. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, he has a... Uh, Particular set of skills. And a hankering for that human meat. Oh, yeah. Um, our website is steakforbreakfast.com. Our Instagram's our Steak for Breakfast Podcast and Steak for Podcast Breakfast. Hit the notification bell. A lot of fire on those. We're on Twitter at DOS23TRES, fifth account, and on Gab at Steak for Breakfast Podcast. Um, download, listen, like, follow, and share the shows. Um, we'd like to thank our sponsors Odyssey, who can be found at odyssey.com and also on Facebook, Stay Ready Gear at stayreadygear.com. They're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Man Rubs on Facebook and Instagram and at manrubs.com. Uh, West Coast Survival Arms. That is at, they're on Facebook and also at 619-870-6992. Give Mike a call. Mediocre Medic on Instagram and at mediocremedic.com and at dumpbox.us, also on Facebook. Um, show creds this week are going to go out to James from We The People, Jasmine Austin at Russian Disinformation, Ms. Lala Beams, Tom Pappert at The National File, and of course, Coda and Ray, who contributed to what went into the show. Um... Upcoming shows next week, The Matrix Assassins. See what that's all about, right? They're also operating out of Florida. They're kind of in our orbit of podcasts, and they're going to be bringing some Matrix assassinating things to our show, apparently. Nice. The week after that, we'll have Lala Beam circling back, um, our sister cast. And then on the 25th of May, uh, I told Noah yesterday, but nobody else knows, um, Garbaggio's Revenge. Going to come on the show. So I don't know how everybody feels about that, but I'm pretty excited for it. We're also working on our shoe, our shows for June, and we will have those announcements next week. I already have two soft lined up, but I want to lock them in uh, before I give you that info. And then last but not least, our friends of the week. Um, as always, Kalila 3, Destroy Fear, our friend Law of One, that's Priscilla. Wits Up 17, Rise of the Phoenix, What I Mean to Say, The Official Patriotic Babe, Mostly Peaceful Memes, Bruja from the Bay, S, three underscores, Coon, like the Chan. She's got some fire out there. Nice. And last but not least, Baby Cakes 2.0. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, hold the line, stay strong, stay in the faith. And keep the movement on movement. On behalf of myself and Noah and our ladies who joined us today, Coda and Ray, this has been the Steak for Breakfast podcast, and we will be back 
next week with the Matrix Assassins. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you then. Oh, scissor me timbers!